Hello everyone, this is KWGM. A quick word before our show today. Dom's mic is a bit loud, and my mic is a bit quiet in this episode. I spent a lot of time editing to try and fix this as much as I could, and I apologize if at any point during the episode there's a problem. In addition, there is one or two instances where you will hear a few minor background noises from David, from his wife doing the dishes or his dog walking around. While these are few, I still ask for your patience for these interruptions. On another subject, the folks over at Softly Speaking Sanskrit, you may know them from the ads we run for them every episode, are going through a rebrand. They relaunched their podcast as Tales from the Lich, and I encourage you guys to go to talesfromthelich.com and subscribe to them. Since they're switching feeds, now they're back to zero reviews on iTunes. So if you get the chance, give them a listen and drop a five-star review if you would. Last time on Trailblazers, our party ambushed a group of Lin Kuei carrying an important package to Orokusaki. They defeated both this group and another creature from David's world, Harry Heck. Upon his defeat, Heck finally gave up the name of the man who's been controlling the creatures from David's world, Kaiser Soze. After they defeated this group, they set out to Orokusaki's stronghold, and there were greeted not by an army, but by a lone bard. He performed a special spell that caused the party to face themselves in unique ways. Having just come out of their trance, the party gets ready to venture further into Orokusaki's stronghold. Will they make it to Orokusaki? Will they be able to reason with him? Or will it come to blows? Will the party finally use their wish ring? Find out this week on Trailblazers! Wasn't there like a door that it was supposed to open? There's a wooden door at the end that no one's tried yet. Gotcha. Hey, Matt, room, let's go open that door. And the room has a, if you don't remember, has a tree, a dead tree in the middle, and there's like a little bit of water on the floor, maybe oh, just okay. like a quarter of an inch, half an inch. That's Malpass's new job, going through doors first. Indeed. The bard up and left. Uh, and he was like, really yeah. polite and cordial about it, too, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it was. That's why I wasn't going to kill him. Which is very confusing to me. He's lucky he did that trial to me, or I would have killed him. He, the trial he, he, he now making me hesitate a little bit. He didn't try to kill us, he just tried to dissuade us. And yeah, I'm I, know, I was operating my under kill everything follows it. That's true. But also at the same time I'm having doubts. About killing everything? Or not killing the bard? About here. Killing Oroku. Oh, killing Oroku? I tried to talk to him. I don't want to kill him either. I told you, I believe we're the bad guys in this situation. Mm-hmm. I've been saying that. But yep. he's just insisting on dying, so... <laughs> You gotta give a man what he wants in this world. <laughs> right? If you rebel too so. much, eventually you gotta kick the sand off your feet. If you wanna die so bad, then you'll die. Who am I to withhold that from him? You, you, you trash my city, invade my palace, knock down my fancy door, and I'm the one who wants to die? Wait, we're back at my trial again. He started the whole thing. All he, he never once came to us like a gentleman and just said, hey, that's mine, can I have it back? He just started right away with the threatening. Well, and... what happened at your trial? While we're standing here in the middle of the palace. Oh, that's what happened. They accused me. Well, they said they were. I was on trial about being a Christian, but then it was just really questioning all the things I've done. Mm. More like a crime type thing. So, one of the things was talking about that how we've done all these bad things to Oroku. And I just kept asking. And Oroku was there, which I'm assuming not the real Oroku. And I asked him, I said, through this whole thing, have you ever just come up and asked us, like a gentleman? And he said no, and he said he thought that because we were men of violence, we would understand that and not just talking. 
which a reminds lot of, me of a movie from my world called Batman, where the guy finds out he's Batman and wants to blackmail him. And then Alfred's, and then the, the CEO says, so you think this billionaire, powerful billionaire, is going around dressed up like at night like a bat and hurting people, and your first thought is to blackmail him? Good luck. Get <laughs> so he thinks we're men of violence, so his first thought was, hey, let's start a fight with them. He gets what's coming to him. He's a dumbass. Mm-hmm. And then at the funeral thing, I said, you want to talk? He said no. So well, he my didn't conscience say is clear on this. No, I think he said no. And then he had a guy come and take my flower and step on it. Been right, man. You know what he's going to do to your girlfriend if he gets her back, right? Yeah. She's not my girlfriend, but yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I can't Phoenix imagine what she wants. a little smile. <laughs> So you better get your head straight, Paladin, about what you want to do here, because there's only two ways this can end. Either he dies or we give it back Soko, and maybe he lets us walk out. There is yeah, a third dies. option. Which is? We die. See, Phoenix, why I got to be negative like that? I, That's not going to happen. I look at Phoenix, what's with the we? All of a sudden, after all we've been through, you think we're going to die? I can't, I don't get you, Phoenix. Keep going back and forth. I'm not very optimistic about Clearly. This guy's a... What has he done to us so far that's got everyone so scared? We wrecked ninjas. We wrecked his assassin. Oh, my gosh. The dead king's tomb was way harder than anything he's done to us. Well, I'm with you, Paladin. If he's still... At any point, if he wants to negotiate, I'm fine with that. Uh, happily. But I think you're going to be disappointed. I think so, too. But we'll press on <laughs> We'll, we'll press on for now, but again, let's not go with the let's kill everything protocol. I didn't kill the bard. Look, you should be proud. I know. I'm, I'm very proud of you, Dave. I'm <laughs> very proud of you. It, trust me. Here, here I, I pull out one of Monarch's cookies. Here's a cookie. Even though, to be honest, yeah. the only reason I didn't kill him is because he seems like he's got some really powerful magic that I wasn't sure about, so I didn't want to mess with him. You, you guys didn't hear my joke, or it just wasn't funny? It wasn't you funny. gave me a cookie. It wasn't funny. Okay. <laughs> Not just any cookie, one of Mana's cookies. Yeah, one of the ancient, stale, old Mana's cookies. Yeah, I'm yeah. excited. Very excited. From like about four that. months ago. Well, according to Caleb, three weeks, but still. All right, let's get to um, work. Malpass, go open that door and see what happens. <laughs> I, I I go to the door. You're going to go to the door? Why not? Because we have a perfectly good, gigantic psycho with us. He's straight-jacketed. Right, just push him through. And give him a chance to run? Yeah, into the room we want to go into. <laughs> yeah, it's okay if he runs. Uh, uh, he is a he's a bargaining chip. Uh, all right, I'm starting to go with Phoenix on this one. Now I'm thinking maybe we should let him loose. Uh, you don't like the chaos theory? No, I don't. What if then, a fight uh, out? Then can I cut him loose? Then I'm accountable for what he does if I let him loose. Oh my gosh, this guy screwed with your head, didn't he? Okay, so I'm going to go open the door. <laughs> okay, uh, He was like a secret magic guy. Don't let him mess with your head. <laughs> He's messing with you. When you walk go over ahead. the door, Phoenix goes with you, cr- and I'm going to hang up on you, David, for a moment. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice. Phoenix comes up to you, Thaddeus, mm-hmm. and says, um, actually, to be fair, this should really... That was quick. David, to be fair, died. David... What? You should get a perception check if you want to try to listen on the conversation. Why? Who is he talking to? He's trying to talk You're... to Thaddeus without you. Who was trying to talk to Thaddeus? Oh. Ooh, that's a change of pace. 
Usually he's trying to talk to me about Thaddeus. So if you yeah. if you want to try to listen in, you can make a perceptions check, which is going to contest his stealth check. 25. Okay, well then you're going to hear it. Nice. He, he has a negative one to stealth, so I got a total of three. Yeah, he's not... Thaddeus, I want to talk to you in secret! <laughs> he kind of leans in and says, um, you still have the wish ring? I nod. I think it'd be wise to keep it away from David. If things start going wrong and he wishes himself home, we're going to be in a big pile of crap with no way out. Agreed. And I, I look at Phoenix as he's walking away. Do you know, Phoenix, if you ever need to talk, well, I'm here. You were the most persistent, <laughs> annoying thing that I've ever come across. You are more persistent than the seasons. What part of any interactions we've had in the entire time knowing each other would ever make you think I would take you up on that offer? I look at him. I may be persistent, and I may be annoying, but I'm yes. loyal, and I walk over to the door. He shakes his head. As you go to the door... Uh... Son of a gun! Why, why, why do I do this? Why, why do I take actions I think will have no consequences? Wait, is this because we're walking through the door? We walk through a door, David. You see our GM... You see what he does to us? He hates our guts because we walk through a door. He's gonna you kill us walk all. through the door. We didn't walk through the door. Yeah, what's with this weak crap? I said send the big weirdo through the door first. Well, that's not going to happen. Nobody listens to Dave. Oh, and as far as screwing with my head, yeah, he might have screwed with my head a little bit, but you know what? He made some very valid points while screwing with it. He just wants you to hesitate so Roka can kill you. I know the voices aren't real, but boy, do they have some good ideas. So, Caleb, if you need a retcon, we don't mind. And now Phoenix is getting all paranoid about me. Relax, Phoenix. That's why I gave you the ring in the first place. What's he even worried about? I'm more worried that you'll use it just to, like, wish Soku safe or something silly like that. If you do that, I'm going to shoot you. This is, you this is, do that, as, as a player, not as... as, as, <laughs> Soku Dominic, the head. as, as Dominic Silla, I would not waste my wish. If she's going to die, that it's all, in all ugliness... The other three of us are dying or dead at okay. that point. I would not waste my. So I'm wish warning ring. you: if you do that, I will find her and shoot her in the head. And all the wish rings in the world won't stop me. Oh, dude! <laughs> <laughs> uh, it it leads to a um a spiral staircase. No. Wait, hold on. In game, I really want to do that. What? I because I overheard Phoenix, but he doesn't know I overheard him. Right. So just to mess with Phoenix, I go up to Phoenix and I'm like, "Hey, Phoenix." Keep an eye on Thaddeus. He might try to use the wish ring just to save Suko. <laughs> I totally mess with him like that. I say it dead, deadpan serious. Okay. What's he say? He's either that or he's going to wish for pretty princess purple ponies to float around him instead of fireflies. Do I, did I hear that? Um, most likely with his negative one stealth. Can you beat a six with perception? Yeah, I beat him. Yeah, you heard him. Uh, I, I, I chime up, up from the door. Those fireflies saved your life, by the way. And I go back to opening the door. Don't give the ring to Phoenix. He'll just wish for a prostitute to eat. <laughs> uh, he shakes his head. And he puts, he puts the gas mask back on. <laughs> I look at David. No shame. No shame. Phoenix, if you get us out of here, I will buy you four prostitutes to eat. <laughs> Apparently in this land, you can just buy and own people, so. <laughs> when in Rome. Um, I, I, do, I do like eating out. I like Chinese food. What is, uh, what's beyond the door? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, but then you're hungry again in an hour. 
This is true. Uh, behind the door is a spiral staircase that leads up, made of the same kind of marble-ish stone, that white stone that this whole place has been made out of. Malpass, like, leans against you, David. He's, like, leaning against you. Like, kind of against me? Tapping you. Yeah, with his shoulder. What's up? And he kind of and he kind of looks around, and he kind of looks at your backpack. He looks at my backpack? Yeah, then looks in your eyes and looks in your backpack. Okay, I take off my backpack. Then he kind of look, looks at it and like points at it. All right, I open it. What's in my backpack? Are you just like taking stuff out one at a time? Yeah, it, like showing it to him. When you finally take out food, his eyes gets really wide. You're hungry? He you're stopping us down. now because you're hungry. He looks left and looks right. He looks around the room, spins 360 degrees and looks at you and then goes, shakes his head <laughs> up and down. What was it? What did I have that can be eaten? I'm sure you have some rations of some kind. Okay, I put it in his, I loosen his thing enough and stick it in his mouth. And he eats it. And he seems content. You happy now? Are we done feeding our pet? I don't know, he's a weirdo. <laughs> Alright, I strap him back up and put my back back on. It kind of like goes back when you go to put his, his... Oh, he doesn't want his mask back on? No. Phoenix, hold his head. Oh, you guys are so mean. Mm. He's called the Mangler. I feel like we could use a mangler right now. I agree. And I sincerely disagree. Malpass, are we friends? Not with Phoenix. You'll get yourself killed. Just with me and Don. <laughs> with me and Thaddeus. <laughs> Malpass, how come you can ask, you act like you understand when it's about food, but nothing else? He doesn't respond. Oh, well, then the gag goes back on, dude. You're doing this to yourself. And, All right, and, well, and it kind of kind of shakes his head, and Phoenix uh, says... Um, Listen, I'm going to give you a choice. Either we gag you or we throw you off of this thing. Which do you want? And Malpass kind of leans to you, David. Kind of like points with his head towards Phoenix and goes, He's a fount of misplaced rage. He just said that? Yep. Name your cliche. Mother held him too much or not enough. Last pick to kickball. Late night sneaky uncle. Whatever. Now he's so angry. Moments of levity actually cause him pain. Give him headaches. Happiness for that gentleman hurts. Where'd that come from, Freud? Oh, you are wearing the mask. <laughs> Wait, hold up. He's actually talking. Why are you talk? Why were you not talking this whole time, and now you're talking? He doesn't respond. Oh, screw this guy. Phoenix, grab his head. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> yeah, seriously. All right, I gag him, and I give it an extra push. Like, I want him to know he's frustrating me. <laughs> okay, as you like, you're going at, uh, as you're going after him. Uh, uh, Phoenix is like, and he says you're crazy. And as you're like, you're trying to gag him. He's trying to go back. He goes like, well, now you're talking semantics. What if I told you insane was a bunch of people willing to die for a man who wouldn't do the same for them? Wouldn't you could consider that to be crazy? And Phoenix just like stuffs the thing in his mouth. I'm kind of liking this guy. I, I chuckle. Eh, that's why I'm a Christian, and I go through the door. Come on, can we cut him loose? Ah. Oh. He goes, I'll make you a deal. We cut him loose, but we leave the gag on. I'll need him analyzing me. Thaddeus doesn't want to. I'm through the door at this point. <laughs> you left us. You're going up the stairs? Yes. All right, I lean into Malpass, and I go, I promise you, the second we get into anything, I'm going to cut you loose, and I hope that you can mangle. His eyes get wide. He'll just analyze them to death. Either way. <laughs> Look at that guy. You see that guy? I used to know him in high school. He's got a real Napoleon complex. You guys know who Napoleon is? Dagnabbit. <laughs> you go up the spiral staircase. Wait, how do we get him up the stairs? Let's he be walks. realistic. 
Oh, I thought he was in like a thing we have to drag or something. No, no, he no, no, can no. Walk. Remember the very first thing Phoenix did was cut his leg irons. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. So we go up the stairs. I stay behind him at all times. I'm never in front of Malbus. <laughs> if he gets, if gets hit or shot, it's him first. Okay. <laughs> you go uh, up and it leads into another room. It's about the same size as that room. Open, square. Uh, this one's not covered in water. There's no tree in the middle. It's very plain. Very, very plain. There's a tree in the middle? No. Oh, there's no tree in the middle. It's nothing. Right it's, very, it's empty. Is uh, there a door? And now... Um, on the other end of the room is, is a door, uh, just like before. But this room is lit up by, um, by uh, sun rods. Uh, there's no more light coming from the outside that you can get from this one. I pick up a pebble and I toss it across the floor. Okay, nothing unusual happens. <laughs> Does it have a weak spot? Hey, this is how I play D&D. It's an old carryover. Give me a break. Um, how many dragons could fit? I approach the door. You have to cross the length of the entire room. What's the, how is, long is the room? Yeah, exactly. Dag freaking that. Well, well, you always say things like this and then act like we're crazy for asking. No, you're not crazy. I just hate it. Can I hate so something I, that's normal? Why do you never have that prepared? Because I am not a thinker, David. He uh, prepares everything else. We can right. give the guy some. We can so, cut some. So time. what I'm planning out go now. What are the what's the dimensions of each room? No, but what's uh, funny about it is because Dom, Dom will be like, I'll go to the door, and then you act like, well, it's this huge room. And you're like, okay, well, how huge is uh, it? Well, I don't know. I'm just letting you know that you cross the entire length of the room. It is about two-thirds of a football field. Does it echo? Yes, very very much so with the angular room. I'm whistling as I walk across, to hear, just trying to hear my echo. And Phoenix goes between Malpass and Stinking Thaddeus when Lever of Tunes stop playing. And like when the things I'm that like, come from your world always bring a song with them, I'm getting pretty darn tired of music. And the bar five like seconds this. ago, Look, I could be done with all music. This is like me behind Malpass. <laughs> you ever see like guys walking behind a tank in a war movie? I'm just like... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I shout back, I heard that. When you get about halfway into the room, you begin to hear drums beating from above. And then you hear what sounds like a thousand footsteps of people coming from all around you. And from the door across the room that you were going towards, it bursts open and people pour out of that door, left and right, and then they're going around the peripheral of the room. Then you hear from behind you, the same thing has happened. People are climbing those spiral stairs and they come out and they're going left and right out of that doorway surrounding the room. Now that they're completely in the peripheral of the room, you hear yelling. Somebody is giving orders from beyond the door and he's shouting and out come these masked figures. They have hard masks on and they have these pole arms and they come out and they have on a, they're holding like handles and the handles are attached to a red carpet and they pull it out and they bring it, stretch it down the length of the room right up to you. And as they come you hear heavy, heavy footsteps now and you hear them come from in front of you and through that door that was in front of you come those Wervians, big guys, those like bipedal dragon-like creatures, they come out and then everything goes silent. And now there's eight of these Wervians and they're kind of lining the red carpet, as it were, four on each side. Now you see like roots start coming out from the, the front of the room where the door was and they start spreading and they go to, one goes, one group or the roots goes left the other goes to the right, and they start spiraling up, and they start turning into, like, these treants-type creatures. And then when all the music stops, you hear only one set of footprints. And Roku Saki comes from the end of the room. 
and he is dressed up in that garb that you had previously seen him in uh, when you saw him at the cemetery. While all this is happening, of course, I sheathe my sword. I don't think fighting's going to help us here, David. I don't sheathe crap. <laughs> Somebody's well, you... com- someone's coming with me. <laughs> Besides, I have a gun. I don't need to kill everybody. I just need to kill a Roku. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that reminds me of a Wyatt Earp thing. Yeah, you, when uh, he says, you, you, "You boys may get me in a rush, but you yeah. die first. Like you take one more step, I'll canoe him." <laughs> and Oroku addresses you, coming to my palace. I do not know whether you are stupid or courageous. It is a fight you want. It is a fight you will get. And uh, he steps to the side, and coming down, uh, coming from that door on the other side of the room, on the side of the room is the crying Wait. assassin. Mm. Hey, we met your sister. <laughs> oh, I think I rolled her head down the street. Oh, man. <laughs> did, did you really just say that? No. Nope, totally just said that. <laughs> I, uh, I, as At this I point, she- I'm like on the verge of really being like that. Like, what else are we going to do? This is over, dude. As I sheathe my sword, I uh, look at Oroku Saki. With respect, sir, why is it that you assumed we wanted a fight from the beginning? He's completely ignoring you. Oroku, don't you ever do any of your own fighting? Only when things are worth my attention. This isn't? You're lucky I am here. <laughs> and uh, the crying is, the, the people with the those freaking I know the name of that weapon so bad. I just need a half uh halberd. No, there's there's not. It's called No, yeah, the halberd is the, are those big spears like from the dark ages. Uh, Naginata. They're awesome. Naginata. They kind of make a little opening and the crying assassin comes in. Uh, the crying assassin, uh, you see the picture of people online, don't. Um, he has a, a plain um, porcelain mask with uh, eye holes, and that's it. And one eye hole has a black tear. Uh, and he has no weapons. And he has his hands kind of under his robe. Um, so no uh, weapons that you can see, I should say. I look at Orokusaki. So, is this how you deal with people uh, you need to take care of? Is this why you've been uh, manipulating the weather in the Empire? And now you're going to dispatch us? Kotu has the right to your head as much as any man has had to another. He has a right to fight you. Very well. If it's because his sister attacked us in plain day, in the place we were sleeping, then yes. If, if, I guess if, that, if he has the right to do that, any man has the right to do whatever he wishes. You killed her in open combat? He has the right to do the same. That is why we not, did not kill you in your sleep. <laughs> It's no surprise that you would kill a man like that. You spit in my face. I am sending one versus all of you. You want to talk fair? I will make it fair. And he makes makes a motion, and four other Lin Kuei come forward. All right, stop trying to to make sense with the man-man Thaddeus. (laughs) Isn't it clear what we got to do here? Uh, You can use bluff to pass a hidden message. You just need to make a DC check of 15 for a simple message or 20 for a complex message. Both of us? Yep. DC 20 on the sense motive or bluff? DC 20 for sense motive. Uh, for, for bluff. And then, okay. And then uh, Roku can try to sense motive, see if he can't figure out what you're saying. Dave, up you to you. Want to try? Up to you, man. You got to send me the message. Oh, I'm sending you a message? Yeah, I thought so. I nah, thought that's what I don't care. Saying. I was going to talk in a way where everyone could hear me. It's not like a secret message. Okay. I thought you wanted to tell me something in secret. No, I, I, well, you were like, you know what we got to do, right? right? Yeah, first we're going to kill this guy, then we're going to kill that guy. <laughs> When he, when he gets to the opening 
of the Lin Kuei, the, the crying assassin stops the four that were coming with him and says something. Some men come from behind you and uh, pull Suko and Malpass into the crowd unless you try to stop them. No, yeah, Malpass is in my hands. I already called that. Okay. I unbuckle him immediately. I free him. <laughs> okay, uh, what about Suko, Thaddeus? I put my sword in the guy's face that's trying to take her. And uh, Oroku says to you, There will be blood spilled. If you do not want it to be hers, let them take her out. There is no honor in fighting someone who cannot fight. We can't fight. We forgot how. Your bard made us not want to fight anymore. You will find your sense of humor disappearing very soon. Is that bad for us or for you? Ooh. <laughs> so you untie Malpass, right? Yeah. And he just backs up into the crowd. Oh, thanks, Malpass. <laughs> I looked at him. Why'd you untie him? I was kind of hoping he'd live up to his name. <laughs> how about he mangle somebody? You untied a man named the Mangler? Yeah. In a room full of guys that were holding him hostage. Did we settle what happened with Suko? Did you let her back up? Did you yeah. let him take her? Yeah, but I, I gave the guy who was taking her a, a thick stare. Okay. Roll for thick stare. I guess you could roll Intimidate if you really wanted to. I, I would like to try, actually. Go ahead. 22. Any visible reaction? Uh, he has no. a mask on, no. Exactly. I want to do one more thing and maybe get to roll Intimidate before we start. Any what? thick smells? We're about to start, so what? Uh, I look at Oroku like totally serious, like I'm not joking, and I say, last chance. I will not deprive Okoto of his right. As you wish, and I bow. Everybody their own initiative. 17. 11. Heavy crossbow, poison bolt. 26. Is a hit? Uh, 7. Makes it now Phoenix's turn. Phoenix steps up to the guy. Oh, hit, hit. Go down swinging, brother. Doing 19 points of damage. Thaddeus' turn. 16. Miss. Ooh, 20. Got hit. 12. Okay, it's not confirmed. But you okay. do, do max damage. 8, 9, 10, 11. He, he kind of put, claps his hands together, but with only uh, his pointer finger, his middle finger up, and looks and says some words, and he disappears. David's turn. He disappeared? Yep. Are we fighting any? We're fighting other people too, right? Nope. They had their spears up to keep you in the ring, but they are not actively engaging you. I pull my pistol. Eh, just for fun. I'll Let me just shoot where he was standing. Okay. How do I do that? Just roll? Uh, you roll? 27. Okay, so now you need to roll uh, a D100. I need to do that. You miss. Swift action, I'm teleporting my bullet. Okay. Making it Phoenix's turn. And Phoenix kind of looks around, and uh, he is going to ready an action to attack the guy if he comes within range. So like a surprise attack? No, just ready ready action. Ready in action just means I'm not going to do anything now. I'm going to save something for later if it gets triggered. I mean, even outside his turn? Yes. So gotcha. it happens immediately if if something occurs. Uh, oh, so like that. a lot of people do as a wizard. like, if he casts a spell, I shoot him. You point your gun, and if he doesn't cast a spell, you wasted your turn. But if he doesn't cast a spell, you get to shoot him before he casts it. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Uh, making it that, uh, that turn. Uh, I use Detect Evil. Okay, uh, now, remember when you are in game like you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sorry, in battle. We have to go by round, so I'm not just gonna, you don't just get it, you have to, uh... First round, you detect the presence or absence of evil. There is evil present. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's a move action, so you still have standard. I'm gonna use Veil of Heaven. What does this do? 
Uh, you surround yourself with a veil of positive energy, making it harder for evil outsiders to harm you. For the duration of the spell, you get a plus two sacred bonus to AC and saves. Versus evil outsiders. Yes. Okay. All right. Making it the assassin's turn. Uh, David, the assassin just appears out of thin air next to you to your right, and he fury blows you. Eleven. Uh, no. Twenty. Oof. Yes. Uh, seven. No. Twenty-two. Yes. So that's two hits, right? Yes. Instead of like being the crap out of you, punching you, he is just touching you with this quick little touching you. And so he just touches you with the face and then touches you in the shoulder. Uh, where he touches you, your skin splits open. Gross. Gross wounds pure. 16 points damage. Whoa. Nice knowing you guys. <laughs> That's nothing. Hey, how come Phoenix didn't hit him when he appeared? Because he didn't appear next to Phoenix. Ah. Uh, Dave's turn. Oh, it's my turn? Yep. He didn't disappear, he's just standing there? Correct. I already have my gun out, so two. Sh I'm going to take two shots. All right. 28. Hit. 22. Hit. 14 damage. Alright, you got him at least halfway. Making it Phoenix's turn. Uh, Phoenix moves over and gets one attack on a guy. Doing 7 points of damage. But only gets one attack because he had a move. Making it Thaddeus' turn. Um, is he in striking distance without me moving? No, he is in within shifting distance. He has to shift 5 feet. Uh, what kind of action is sh uh, shift? A swift action? You can you can do shift um, as a move action. That means I can't use my detect evil. You could, but you have to replace your standard action. I use detect evil. Okay, for your standard action. Yes. No, I'm asking what you do with your standard. Uh, um, um, you know, I'm actually I'm gonna switch that around. I'm gonna shift over to him, but I'm gonna use that as my switch it to my standard. Okay, cool. This now makes it his turn, and he will. Um, Split his attacks up between you and David. 22 versus Thaddeus. No. This is versus your touch AC. 11, yeah, he hits me. He hits, hits my armor. 27. Yeah. 21 versus David's touch AC. Yes. And 10, 11 versus your touch AC. No. So we got two on Thaddeus, so 20 points of damage. Where, again, he just he's just touching you. There's something that wouldn't hurt, but obviously he's doing something special. 20, 20 points? Yep. And uh, your skin splits open where he touches you. Uh, he touches you on uh, on both your both sides of you, so your ribs where your where your kidneys would be. Mm. And David, he just does one touch. You get six points of damage. Six? Yep. As he touches the center of your chest, and then he vanishes. David's turn. Okay. This time, I want to ready to shoot. Phoenix. He, he does the same to you. He raises an action to, to hit the guy when he appears. Thaddeus, his turn again. Uh, Dave, oh, so I forgot to tell you what your second stage of detect evil is. Yeah, I, I thought you might have said it, but I didn't want to. No, tell this you time again, I didn't. So. <laughs> Surprisingly or unsurprisingly, uh, you detect uh, maybe a, a dozen, no more than a dozen evil auras. Okay. And the strongest one is coming from Oroku. The strongest evil aura is coming from Oroku. Uh, that, that puts my worries at peace. <laughs> so, oh uh, man. Um, uh, my turn? Yes. Uh, Dave, how you doing? I'm halfway. Uh, I drop a light on hands on him and I use Detect Evil again. Okay. The power and location of each aura. 
If an aura is outside your line of sight, then you can turn its direction, but not its exact location. Obviously, uh, Roku. Obviously, Phoenix. Mm -hmm. um, a, maybe one or two people who have the uh, who have the uh, the masks and the Naginatos, and a few people around you. Not the masks, the um, crying assassin. Mm. It's a smart idea. I like this. Um, well, it was worth a shot. No, definitely. I think it, I think one time you used that on um, the undead genie. I did. Uh, that's it. Thaddeus, steal David for how much you're going to. 11, 12, 13, David. Nice. And then I get four back. This now makes it David's turn. Okay. Um, nope, nothing. Can I just pass? Yeah. Oh, actually, can I do a heal check? Did I do one today? You did. You sure? Yep. When did he do one? Like, it's one of the first things we had a new day. You're like, heal check. <laughs> That's right. You know, he, he's right. I remember it. Thanks. Do I have bleed I damage? Right, but appreciate you agreeing. Anytime, and any, uh, Caleb, I'm here for you. So it's good when your players finally believe you're the The thing he touched us with, <laughs> is that bleed damage? Like, is that what bleed? damage? Bleed? No. Okay. Um, Infection, Ebola. Am I still That's in a ready state, damage. or do I have to call it again? You have to call it again. I call it ready. Ready to shoot. Okay. And, yeah, ready to shoot. Phoenix's turn. Phoenix re-readies. He says, any ideas? I guess not. That is his turn. Another lay on hands on myself. All right. No, oh, uh, David, you, you're good? Yeah. 16, okay, that's not bad at all. I'm back right where I started, okay. Is that it for and, you? And uh, I ready myself. Ready to hit if he appears? Yes. Okay. Uh, back to David's turn. Still nothing, huh? Yep. Phoenix is like he's doing something. And you said he was standing right next to me when I shot him before. Where yes. was he? Yes. Nothing. Ready. I don't know. I don't have any ideas. Okay. Phoenix is the same. Thaddeus. I use fairy fire. No. Uh, uh, I pulled David and Phoenix and I all back to back. All right. You can't do that. You can go back to somebody, but you can't make their move action for them. I. You can suggest it for maybe next turn. Yeah, I'd suggest that, but I, and I try and push up to someone's back. Whoever's closest, I guess. Uh, can it be up to probably Phoenix's? Okay, I back up to Phoenix. Alright. Phoenix and Phoenix are back to back. The assassin appears next to Phoenix. Phoenix gets his action right away. Ring the hammer down. Hit. Miss. Hit. Uh. It's an exact hit. 23. Nice. Uh, by the way, I know the picture doesn't show up, but the guy's wearing all red. All red? Yeah. Uh, uh, that's... what's his face? There we go. Uh, it's a good old couple slices, um, but now it is his turn. He touches Phoenix in two spots, and instead of wounding him, Phoenix heals. And he looks down, and he looks up at the guy, and he smiles. <laughs> Making it David's turn. I'm going to take two shots, um, but they're both going to be target oh, you shots. Oh, I'm sorry, you ready in action to attack him if oh, you're yeah. here. Go ahead and take your shot. Can I use a grid on that? Yes. And it's, I can take both shots? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to use um, targeting. Right. And I'm going for head on the first shot and leg on the second shot. Okay. And I'll tell you the effects if it actually happens. All right. So but that's two grits. Now, does that, is that still going against touch chasing? Yeah, I just read the whole thing. It really doesn't. I think it works just like regular attacking. Okay. 
Because it, it's with a fire. It's still with a ranged yeah, cool. weapon. Cool, cool. Of course. A one. Miss. Automatically. Use another grit. Uh, uh. See, I should have asked you before what was the order of the attacks. What? I what, said what, head what leg. order did you list them in? No, head leg. Okay, so cool. head one. You can go back. But I quick. I use another grit. Quick clear. Oh yeah, it also misfires. <laughs> quick clear. Cool. And here we go. Rolled another one. Are you kidding me? No. Quick clear. Okay. This is the same thing that happens with his sister, too. It seems to be a family curse. That's great. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry. Phoenix, David, now it's your turn. That oh, was now it's my turn? That triggered okay. me here, but now it's your turn. Again. All right, I'm using one more grit. <laughs> That's it. For the head. Do it. 29. Ooh. What happens? You don't do damage. I know that much. He's, confu he's confused. His mind is confused for one full round. All right, cool. All right. I, still, I, I don't get to do damage, right? No, don't worry. With, do. with confused, he has a chance of doing damage to himself. My turn? Phoenix is his turn. Phoenix oh, is like, uh, he goes, oh, I like you, but it won't save you when he attacks. Why isn't... Phoenix has all these feats for if he crits, but he never freaking crits. I wanted to do the two. My my plan was to confuse him and knock him prone, and just pretty. I was trying to just put an end to it all. Eh, hit miss. Seven points of damage. That is true. Uh, I attack twice. You're gonna have to move next to Phoenix because you went back to back with him. And the guys in front of Phoenix. Crap. Okay, I'll do that then. So you can mm. shift. You still get your full attack if you just shift. I do. It's twenty-six. That's a hit. Five damage. I thought he still gets both attacks though, right? Or no? No, I shifted. No, Technically, both, I shift some. You, you I get both attacks. Oh, yeah, because it was just a shift. Oh, 11, 16, 17. Nice. Darn it. And it's now his turn. Since he's confused, he's got to make a check. He fails, 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 fails. 68. Deal 1d8 points of damage plus strength modifier to self. He goes, he kind of like, you can shoot him in the head and he kind of holds his head and he goes to swing at, uh, at Phoenix and just like, Right here, we're in between the knuckles, slams into the corner of uh, Phoenix's armor and like stabs him right in the head. How much damage did it do? Okay. Say 10? Mm -hmm. Wow, that was worth it. Making. Uh, that's his whole turn. Dave's turn again. Two shots! You know, we need to get you like some awesome kind of hand to hand weapon when fighting these two. I can pistol whip. And 27. Hit. Nice. And 17. Nice. So one hit. Mm -hmm. Ooh, nice. Eight. Okay. Which is almost as good as I can do. Making it uh, Phoenix's turn again? Man, this guy's tough. He's taking a beating. Three hits. Oh, I man, he gets some good. He does a total of 28 points of damage for these three seconds. Phoenix did? Yep. Dice turn again. Oh, I think I know what's going on here. And what is that? I, I It would be wrong to say. Right. Two attacks. It would be 19. wrong to say. You can shout stuff in combat if you figured stuff out. Nothing wrong about that. I rolled a 19. Uh, uh, miss. Uh, no, no na a natural 19. Okay, do you crit on the 19? Yeah. Okay, what's your total? Though? You still have to hit. 19 plus 11. Okay, yeah, hit total. Let's Another 19. 12, 13, 14, 15 damage. And then my second attack. 14. No. Two criticals in one battle. People are going to start to talk. 
Now, that's the end of your turn. Now, uh, David, you want to you can shout something. I think he's healing when he disappears. We have to kill him. He disappears. In one move. You dirty little prune. We have one round to kill him. David's Wait, it was David's turn, and then he disappeared? Or the guy disappeared, then it was David's turn? David dis he disappeared, then it's David's turn. Okay. He goes after you. Uh, assassin. Can I move and ready? Um, that's a good question. Reading is a standard action, so yes, you can. Okay, I move oh, to... Oh, for the future, uh, we've been doing this wrong. I won't take it back because we already did it. But when you ready action, you only get one attack. You don't get all of your iterative attack. Okay, so... I want to switch to the longbow with a poisoned arrow readied. Cool. Now it is Phoenix's turn. Phoenix readies an action to attack him if he appears. That is his turn. So I don't get both attacks if I ready? No. Then I don't ready an action. Okay. His turn, in which he does something. Making it back to David's turn. Little He's healing. Point. He's healing. I re-ready Poison Arrow. Phoenix's turn, he, he, he readies. Thaddeus. Uh, if I want to do antagonizing, where would that be on Hero Lab? Before you make the check, you may make a Sense Motive check of DC 20 as a swift action. Okay, yeah, I'll give it a shot. Okay, roll Sense Motive first. 17. Uh, nope. Yeah, because you would have gotten a plus four bonus, too. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll go ahead and uh, roll. Uh, so you're trying to do intimidating. So go ahead and roll your intimidation. Intimidate. My intimidate? Yeah, you roll your intimidate. 16. And that's your total altogether? Yes. Uh, you fail. Yeah, it happens. I shouldn't have told you that. I should have just said nothing happens. That guy's turn, in which he appears. Um, he's going to appear next to Thaddeus. Behind you. You got 19 versus touch AC. Yeah, against me. 17. Against my touch AC alone. Nothing yeah. else except the number listed. Correct. 11. So, yeah, he gets me again. Okay, then. Why didn't I get my ready attack? You do. Thank you for mentioning that. Go ahead and. Uh, like before he hurts Thaddeus. Yep, definitely. That way, if you kill him, Thaddeus can take damage. 25. Hit. Uh, 9 with poison arrow. Whatever that means. Four to save. Whoa. Okay, so he touches you five times. Um, kind of like touches who five times? That is. At his back, doing forty-six points of damage. Ooh. Your your back like splits open. So my shot didn't even slow him down, huh? Uh, well, it hurt him, but it didn't like disable him. You weren't shooting at his hand or something. Yeah, I don't have that ability. It's David's turn. All right, another poison arrow. My last poison arrow. Uh, 17. Miss. Okay, so I still have another move. Correct. All right, I pull the my revolver again. Okay. Phoenix's turn. Uh, Phoenix turns around. Tries to strike at the man. He had a ready too. He should have done that before he hit Thaddeus. We both were ready. I'm trying to think about this because the guy was behind Phoenix. He could have still brought his sword down when he was touching me. Oh, that's interesting. I don't think it's directional. I think he does get the attack. Yeah, you're right. I think he does. So let me do his first attack for his ready action, which is a hit. Eight points of damage. And now his three attacks. Hit. Miss. He gets one hit. Daddy's his turn. Double lay on hands. Okay. 
Nothing spectacular this turn, Caleb. Sorry. Remember when you lay in hands yourself with the swift action? So it's a swift and a move. So just standard left. Twenty-five. Not exactly what I wanted, but it'll do. And you still have an attack too. Yeah, I'm gonna attack him. Sixteen. Miss. Son of a sea monkey. He vanishes. Coward. Oh man. Dave's turn. Oh, gosh. This is never gonna end. Um. I don't know. I don't even know at this point. Nothing ready attack. Can't figure it out. Phoenix, uh, same. Nice. I don't like this man. No. I ready an attack. I mean, okay. I ready an attack and I use another land hands. All right. He uh, go ahead and do your land hands. He appears behind you two again. Everyone gets their attacks. In what order? Um, the order we ready them. So David Phoenix studies. I did not fail. Thirty-one. Yeah. I was going to say, if that didn't hit, then we might as well just shoot ourselves. <laughs> um, but I only get one with this, right? Yes. Where do I get both my shots? Oh, wonderful. Four. Four? Okay. Now makes Phoenix, and he misses his, and now Thaddeus. I got 28. Uh, six. Okay. Such a shame I can get such high initiative and such crappy damage. He spreads his touching amongst David and Thaddeus. Me again. 25. This is all touch AC versus David. Yes. Critical fail versus 25 again versus David. Yes. Uh, 25 versus Thaddeus. Yes. 8 versus Thaddeus. No. That's 2 versus Thaddeus and 1 versus David. I'm sorry, 2 versus David, David 1 versus, versus Nate. Okay, for Thaddeus, yeah. you take 6 points of damage. Phoenix, uh, David, you take 15 points of damage. And it is now Dave's turn. Crap on a cracker. Remember that your deed right. activates if you run out of crit points. I'm sorry, your whatever it's called. Out for blood. I'll take my two shots. Okay. And I miss. Okay, 25. Hit. Four. Four. You shoot him and it cracks his mask and he falls back. Like onto the ground or just stumbles On back? On the ground. End initiative. I killed him? Yep. Nice job, David. Hey, Dom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fairy fire would have negated his invisibility. The whole time, I was, that's all I was thinking about. was like, how do we get to see him? Fairy fire outlines the target. Okay, I'm done playing with you guys. That's you it. You even I'm mentioned done. it. I'm like, great, he finally thought of it. And you're like, I'm done. Could he no, use I, fairy you, fire? You know, I'm done. I'm, I'm done with d and I'm done with Pathfinder. <laughs> I'm done with the whole lot of you. Screw you all. We're, what, what, 20 sessions now? I've been trying to figure out a useful use for fairy fire. The one battle comes along, and then I don't use it. Uh, He's going to piss me off for like three sessions, you know. I'm going to just kill everything. What do you guys do? Are you not entertained? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they'll get those references in this world. <laughs> I look at Orokusaki. Does his, has his demeanor changed? He's still pretty stoic. I point my sword at the, the guy's body. Now that he's dead, and he's had his rights... Are you still not interested in talking? Or do you want to carry the charade even further? Diplomacy. <laughs> Diplomacy. I saw you were thinking about it. You were thinking about giving it to me, weren't you? 23. You want the duck? Lay your weapons down. <laughs> and he says, I will not ask twice. I, I'm surrounded by men with those swords, and then the two tree guys, a bunch of the dragon dudes, the warbians, and then a bunch of ninjas surrounding the room. I, I point my sword at all of them. Them first. 
I look at Oroku and um, I just say, "You're an honorable man. If we, if we holster our weapons, ask your men to stop pointing their weapons at us, and we'll talk. We can't talk under th while we're under threat." So be it. I lower. I, I sheathe my sword. Yeah, I put my gun away. Put the bow over my back. Nothing in my hands. And he says, "On the ground." <laughs> Come on, man. I place my sword on top of my foot. Phoenix puts his sword on the ground and his shield on the ground. Yeah. I put my stuff on the ground. Uh, uh he just kicked them away. I push it a little base. Phoenix kicks his away. Actually, no, he's going to do whatever David does. David, what do you do? Alright, I kick it away. So does Phoenix. Uh, roots come and grab your weapons and pull them into the crowd. And then more roots come, and they start wrapping around your feet, and they start crawling up you. And uh, well, 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 I, I would, I want to challenge that. Okay, how would you like to do that? Well, they, it starts wrapping around us. Yeah, would you like to chop it? Oh wait, what would you like to do? No, I mean, my thought was if they take an aggressive stance, I might use darkness. Would you like to use darkness? No. Okay, they go up your legs, they go to your waist, and uh, no one is putting away their weapons and just crawling up your chest. It puts your arms next to uh, each other and uh, covers your mouth and eyes, and you guys begin to suffocate. And you feel uh, pinches in the back of your necks. Coward. While it is going up, Phoenix says, goes, uh, what kind of honor is this? And in no way does Oroku respond. And Phoenix says... Um, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Fine. And he, he looks at you, David, and he like, makes eye contact with you, and he says, don't tell them a thing. Um, I shove my hand into my pocket as they're doing that, okay. and I and I fit the ring around my finger. Okay. Hmm. And I, I, I now, I'm gonna, You're gonna have to make. It's gonna be sleight of hand. Go ahead and make a sleight of hand check, because you're you're pinned. Ooh, yes. You're pinned. Yes, 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 yes. Um, I have. It's a zero, so I have a twenty. You got a twenty. All right, and that's yep. gonna be opposed by the trees. They don't see. Sleight of hand. What says that a tree has to see anything? The fact that it's on my legs. You look up the treant's frickin' skills. You could just drop it and say, yeah, I do it. I rolled a natural 20. Pathfinder. They're not on max successes for abilities. It doesn't matter. The tree doesn't... Not everybody has all the skills. Maybe you'll luck out. Skills for a treant. All right. He got 19. So what you get You get the ring on your finger. Okay, that's all. Okay. I jam it so that it'll really be difficult to get off without my cooperation. All right. Um, and uh, you guys begin to suffocate until eventually you pass out. That is, you wake up in a room. The room is uh, much like all the other rooms, plain, has that almost marble white stone uh, to it. The walls just light up super bright, super mm -hmm. bright. And you hear. And intermittently and without pattern, sometimes the, the sound stops. Sometimes the sound changes pitch. Sometimes you hear two or three sounds at once. Sometimes the lights turn off and get complete black, and sometimes they turn back on. There's no pattern to it. You don't know mm -hmm. when or when these things happen. Uh, this happens to you for about an hour, in which, even if you would like to try to, you cannot go to sleep. What do you do during this time? During about the hour, they're blasting me with light and... Uh... Light and sound torture. Cowards. Again, I really, these people are such cowards. Um, while I'm sitting here, I take it I'm tied up. No. Isn't the ring on my finger? Nope. That just sucks. 
That really does bite. I should have made the wish to get us out of there. Are the fireflies on me? No. Can I cast darkness? Yes. So that won't take away the sound, but I can see in the dark they can't. Uh, I cast darkness and I pray. I, I pray in the midst of the darkness. I, I, I pray. Uh, I use detect evil every now and again. Um, it does not work. Does not work? No. Okay. Uh, uh, but it looks like it stops the light. Like they counter each other. So it's just like... So it's whatever light conditions would be before. And the room has no other way to light itself up. So it's dark. Okay. Um, well, I'm there. I'm sitting and I'm praying. Uh, I take it back. Your darkness does not... Your dark vision doesn't help with magical darkness. So when you cast dark vision... Dark darkness, your dark vision doesn't help. But since since they negate each other right now, it does help. Okay. Um, how long is I take it that, that knockout session doesn't count as a night's rest? No. How long does darkness last? One minute. Okay. You get That's one, all I need. You get a minute of silence, and then... I mean, a minute of, of darkness, and then the lights come back on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm just praying. Um, thanking the Almighty I'm alive to begin with. Uh, asking him, uh, what's he thinking? What's he want me to do? Uh, okay. Kind um, of hum hum humbled by my past experience. Make a will thing. 23. Alright, you're able to do it. It's tough because of the light and the noise. Mm -hmm. and how intermittent it is, but you do it. You're able to concentrate enough to do it. You wake up. You are in a very small room. It's the same kind of marble-ish white stone, and all the walls on the floor and the ceiling are bright. Bright light, as if you're looking into the sun. You can't. Like, if your eyes are open, it hurts your eyes. Okay. And you're hearing... And intermittently, the lights will turn off, or the sound will change or turn off, or sounds will overlap each other. There's no pattern to it. This happens to you for about an hour when you do anything. I take it there's no doors or anything? You see no doors. I'm just in a smooth everything room with all this kind of stuff happening. Yes. No, I mean, what could I do? No. In this, it's difficult to concentrate. It's hard to put thoughts together. Not impossible, but difficult you um, find yourself teleported into a room okay um, and it is another similar kind of room but the mm -hmm. walls aren't bright none of the noises a chair that you're sitting in a table in front of you and another chair mm -hmm. uh, and as soon as you appear um, you're in shackles mm -hmm. all right legs and hands and shackles, okay. Yeah, ankles and wrists. Uh, they're not connected with a chain, just two individual shackles. I mean, you appear, and there's someone sitting on the other side of the room. All right, and this guy has an Asian accent, which I'm not going to offend all of our Asian American and uh, listeners. Folds his hands, puts on the table, and goes, Hello. I stare at him. My name is Ashitaka. Uh, what is your name? Who wants to know? I do. Ashitaka wants to know. I chuckle. My name is Thaddeus. Thaddeus? Uh, do you have a last name, Mr. Thaddeus? I do. And what is that last name? Once the conversation progresses a little bit, I'll let you know. Hmm. I see. Mr. Thaddeus? You see, I like to ask people's names, even though I do know your name, Mr. Thaddeus Omri. Because it lets me know how cooperative you're going to be with some of the more sensitive questions. 
Of course, I understand. And uh, seeing the kind of hostility that I get for just your name, I'm gonna see, I, mean, I see you're going to need a little motivation to answer the rest of our questions. I chime in just a little bit. Trust is earned, not given. Trust may not be the, the main word you want to focus on today. <laughs> it might be survival. Well, considering what just happened, you're absolutely right. I agree. I want to let you know, Mr. Thaddeus, that when we're done here, I'm going to get the answers to my questions. That's not up for debate. The only of course, question, I understand. The only question we need to, that you need to ask yourself is, how much pain will you go through before I get these answers? Continue. Ask your questions. What is your last name? Mr. Thaddeus Omari. Uh, I was raised in the monastery in Harkenwald, and I've previously spent the last several months up to a year in the city of Korhal. Who was... Why, what, explain to me life in, uh, your life in Harkenwald. It was quite nice, actually. I spent time, I learned that I was educated there. I learned to read and write. Multiple languages. Uh, Dwarven was a bit difficult, and I point to my ear. I'm, I'm shackled, right? Yeah. I point to my ears, they're a little bit pointed. Dwarven was particularly difficult, considering I'm half-elf, but I got it. Um, I was raised as a Christian. Uh, the monks were very nice, though very strict. Uh, life was very, eh, I wouldn't say enjoyable, but it was nice. What did you do in your monastery? I prayed. I did many things in my monastery. I mean, pray, praying was a be a prime example. What things did you learn there? To read, to write, multiple different languages. What did you do for a living? In between the time that I was learning to uh, my studies, and my prayers, I didn't have a lot of time. I helped upkeep the monastery. Mocking the stables was usually one of the primary jobs I took. If you can go back, would you do it again? I would not be allowed to. Why not? I've taken a vow. What's that vow? Do you know anything about Christians, sir? Enlighten me. Um, I took a vow of the Crusader. I am sworn to uphold justice and Who's do the justice? works of the Lord. The Lord's justice. What's his justice like? Very much unlike uh, that of uh, Mr. Saki. What's his laws? Where do they apply? In every daily life. What kingdom does he rule? His kingdom is not of this earth. But you still have to obey his laws. Yes, quite it. But I would be remiss if I didn't mention that I'm quite a sinful man. But he loves me regardless. Interesting. Why are you? Why did you choose to be a paladin? I was young and foolhardy. I was good with a sword. Who's Oroku Saki? Oroku Saki? I suspect that you'll get a different answer for each person you ask. Not an if, you, if you're asking me who do I think Oroku Saki is, I think that... Um... Uh, well, I think that, first of all, from the use of my detect evil, he's not a nice man. From the things I've seen of him, he's a very intelligent man, very quick-witted, very brutal man. I think he matches up with 
the idea of a ruler of some sort who has men underneath him, who does business with others, but does not like to be challenged publicly. But I guess that's what we've been doing for the past several weeks now, hasn't it? We just wanted to talk. So much trouble. Well, to him. To him. Our complaints are with him. Let me be straight with you, Mr. Thaddeus. Looks like you're a smart man. He seems like you're taking my advice. You're being honest with me, and I appreciate that. I know who you are. I know who your friend David is. You're beginning to learn who your friend Phoenix is. Mm. We know who Suko is. That's Suko. Uh, I, I interrupt him. He won't like that. Won't like what? That you call him our friend. Just a bit of a piece of advice for you. Okay. It's, it's your safety I'm concerned about. All right. We know who Malpass is. Uh, we don't, so that's something you know that we don't. We know a lot of things you don't. You don't need to... If we, if we go everything we know that you don't, we'd be here all day. <laughs> oh, but well, it would be a very know, interesting was, conversation. Who is the sixth man that appeared? I raised my eyebrow. Who is he? Sixth. Describe him to me. Mr. Thaddeus, you were doing very well. I hate for I, to get violent. I don't mean to get violent. I don't wish things to get violent. I, humor me. Answer my question. No. Who is the sixth man? I'm incapable unless you do so. I'm asking one more time. Who is the sixth man? What sixth man? He gets up from his chair, and he, and he runs his hands through his hair, and he goes, All right. And he, uh, uh, two men open up a door and come in, and they pick you up. And they go over and they open your mouth and he pulls out what look like pliers and he puts them on one of your teeth and he goes, all right, understand right now you really can't answer. Uh, so we're going to go through the blinking method. You're going to blink twice for yes and three times for no. Do you understand me? I blink uh, two times for yes, right? Yep. Yeah. If I take these pliers out of your mouth, will you tell me who the man is, the sixth man? <laughs> I... I I, I really like. What do you my tell me what you do? No, I don't. I mean, no, you can't on... just tell me how many times you blink. Tell me what you do. Three. No, I, I... Uh, he painfully. It takes a little bit. Pulls out one of your molars. Ooh. Uh, okay. And says, um, "I'm going to give you some time to think about about this." All right. And uh, you are teleported back into that room. Uh, can I use my own hands? To stop the bleeding? Uh, yes. I want to mention you're in shackles, your wrists and your legs. And you're in that room for about an hour, and then you find yourself um, teleported into a room very similar to that room, except no lights, no sounds, just two chairs and a table. You're sitting in one chair, and across from you is another man. He speaks with an Asian accent. I'm going to spare you. Please. Um, and he goes, hello. Hello. My name is Ashitaka. What is your name? David. What is your last name, David? Cohen. Tell me, David, where are you from? New Jersey. Where is New Jersey? It's a land far from here. What did you do there? I uh, helped people. What was your father's name? Stanley. What was it like growing up? He was fine. Wasn't a rich ma- wasn't a rich man's kid, but I certainly never starved. What did you do growing up for money? My parents supported me growing up. How old were you when you moved out of their house? Seventeen. 
What was your first job? Uh, a cook. How many years were you a cook? Well, I did it once, did other stuff, then went back to it, but altogether about seven years. What was the longest job you ever had? Uh, that was it, a cook. What was the favorite job you ever had? Uh, the job I had when I came, before I came here. What's that? Helping people. Helping people. How do you help people? Um, I worked for a church. Basically, what I did was called Mercy Ministry. You know, if they needed food or trouble getting somewhere, helping people get jobs, things like that. Helping the poor. Who's a Rokusaki? I wish I knew. Some guy that's really mad at us. Mr. David, I want to thank you for being honest. Uh, it took a little motivation for your other friend to be honest, and I appreciate that you could be respectful and give truthful answers. Uh, as long as you tell the truth, I'm a happy man. If you lie to me, I get unhappy. Fair I'm enough. I'm going to find out the answers to my questions. Uh, that's not up for debate. What is up for debate is how much pain you're going to go through before I get my answers. So far, you're on a good track. Zero okay. pain. And I'll be honest with you, I don't like giving pain. It's, uh, it's messy. People are messy. Plus, remember, we wanted to talk, so... And I appreciate that we can talk now. I know who you are. I know who your friend Thaddeus is. Uh, we know who Setsuko is and who Malpass is. We're beginning to learn who your friend Phoenix is. What I would like to know is, who was the sixth man that appeared? The sixth man? Yes. Who's the sixth man? I'm sorry, I don't understand what you're talking about. That appeared where? David, we were doing well. Who is the sixth man? Me, Malpass, Suko, Thaddeus, Phoenix. Where did you see the sixth man? I'm asking one more time, David. Before I get angry. <laughs> Who is the sixth man? I don't know. The man in white? Uh, he gets up, and the door opens, and two Lin Kuei come in, and they pick you up underneath the arms. Uh, actually, no, they lean your chair back, and, and Malpas says... Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Harry Hack, if that's who you mean. The guy who killed the Lin Kuei? No. Don't toy with me. Give me your foot. What do you do? Oh, my God. What do I do? The sixth man. I have no idea what he's talking about. Do you give me your foot or not? Yeah, I give my foot. He takes off your shoe, takes off your sock, and he gets out what looks like a wire cutters kind of thing. Yeah. And he puts it over one of uh, probably your your uh, what would be your toe right next to your big toe, and he says, "This is your last chance. Who is the sixth man?" I want to help you. I honestly. He clips don't. your toe. Oh. And uh, says, "I'm going to give you some time to think about whether or not you want to answer my question." And you're teleported back in that room. You're in that room for about uh, an hour and a half. Um, Caleb. Yeah. I'm an honest man, so I have to bring this up. Mm -hmm. uh, I do have light sensitivity as a racial trait. Okay, what does that do for you? I just thought I'd let you know, uh, um, because I'm a drow, I have light sensitivity. Can you read it and see what it does? Uh, creatures with light blindness are blinded for one round if exposed to bright light, such as sunlight, days, light spell, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so when you're teleported out for about a minute, you can't see. Okay. Uh, and in the room, I was trying to pray again, once I did the lay on hands. Make a will save. <laughs> 30. 
Oh yeah, you you're able to to meditate. Uh, you teleport out of the room. You're back in the other room, sitting in the chair. And mm-hmm. um, like Han Solo, Ashitaka's uh, in front of you. Daddy, you ready to answer a question? It would be easier to answer your question if I knew what you were talking about. There was no sixth man. Now there are two possibilities. One is that it was my god. Which, um, something very interesting happened, I'm not sh- unless something very interesting happened, I'm probably certain it's not him. And the second option would be a very, very old friend, which I don't think it would, he would bother to do so. So, honestly, unless I know who, what they look like, I can't really tell you. Okay. As your eyes begin to get used to the room, there's somebody next to Ashitaka standing. Uh, with Tulin Kuei holding him, and um, he has a hood over his head, and Ashitaka pulls a hood off, and there's this guy, he's got fiery yellow hair, he's got mm-hmm. bright eyes, uh, bright yellow eyes. I say fiery, that's just a descriptive word, they aren't on fire, he looks like a normal human. Yeah. Ashitaka gets up and says, you don't know this man. I look at him, oh, bright yellow, fiery eyes. Red, yellow Fiery hair. hair, bright yellow, piercing eyes. What's he wearing? Rags. Very torn clothing. Very similar to what you're wearing. The clothes they've put you in. Hey, wake up! Mr. Thaddeus, do you know this man? I don't like I'm asking like... questions twice. I, I get angry when I have to ask questions twice, and that's when the pain happens. So <laughs> if you don't want to make me an- angry, don't make me repeat questions. I chuckle. I've not seen this man's face before. Never. Not to my memory. But whether I know him or not, that's a different story. So then you wouldn't care what happens to this man. Well, that's a different story. I would very much care. Oh, you would. And why is that? If you don't know the man, why would you care? Because he's a creature made in the image of God. I care. So you care about this man? Yes. He pulls a knife out, and he goes uh, to the guy's throat, and he goes, then answer the question. If If I do not hear the truth... I will slit this man's throat. Question. Don't you have people who can tell if I'm telling the truth? Mr. Thaddeus? Who is this man? (sighs) My best guess would be Jesus. He slits the man's throat and he starts bleeding out. And you teleport back into the room. Uh, After about an hour and a half, you are teleported back to the room. Um, It takes a little while for your eyes to adjust because of the bright lights. And Ashitaka's is there again. There's a man standing with a hood over his face with two men uh, on either side of him, two Kwai. Have you had time to consider? Who is the sixth man? <laughs> There's no sixth man with me. He makes a motion and they pull the hood off of this man. This man has fiery yellow hair, bright piercing yellow eyes. You don't know this man. I do not know this man. So then you don't care about this man. Uh, no, I don't know this man. And he gets up and he puts a knife to the man's throat and goes, so then you wouldn't care if right now I cut his throat. I wouldn't like that, but that still doesn't mean I know he him. He slits the man's throat and the guy falls on the ground and he looks and, and, and um, Ashitaka's just looking at you. How do you react? I look kind of, you know, like solemn, like that was unnecessary. I didn't know that guy. You know what, David? I believe you. I really do. It seems like none of your friends know this man either. All right, well, you're going to have a lesson now, uh, and uh, you enjoy, and I'll be talking to you sometime after the lesson. He leaves the room. Another man comes in the room, 
And this man uh, begins trying to teach you as Lanty. How do you respond? Are you going to be letting him do it? Are you going to be confrontational? How are you going to do this? I do it, but um, you know, like aloof. I'm not. It's not like I'm <laughs> excited or. Okay. I'm not. I'm a participant, but not overwhelmingly participant. Okay. Um, you're kind of aloof, and the guy's trying to get you to say a word. Um, we'll just say it's. Um, he goes, repeat after me. Konnichiwa. Konnichiwa. No. Konnichiwa. Konnichiwa. And then Linwood comes over and punches you in the face. Okay. And he says, Konnichiwa. Konnichiwa. Correct. That means hello. Or whatever he says. Anyway, he goes on and he does this. And every time you mispronounce something or don't say it quite right, you get punched. Fine. After the first few punches, I start <laughs> playing ball. Okay. Uh, you're taught for about two hours. It's tiring. You're already exhausted. And then um, you teleport back in that room. You teleport back into that room. Uh, this time it's uh, another person there. And he goes, repeat after me. Konnichiwa. Konnichiwa. No. Konnichiwa. Konnichiwa. A man comes up and punches you in the face. <clears throat> Konnichiwa. I say it like he says it. <laughs> Correct. This means hello, or whatever it actually means. Uh, he's giving you a lesson as Lanty. Every time you mispronounce something, you get punched in the face. Uh, this Agreed. goes on for like five hours. I don't know if you've ever been to like in college, or like classes that are longer than two hours. I want to shoot myself, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. It, this, in addition to that stuff keeping you up, you're very tired. So it gets harder and harder to be correct towards the end. After about, uh, you know, after the five hours, um, you are teleport back. You are in that room for a time you cannot determine. It's a long time. Okay. And uh, you can't sleep in that room for obvious reasons. It's hard to concentrate in that room. What do you do for hours? I guess I just um, plug up my ears. Okay. And kind of do my best to uh, okay. drown it out. And I just start, in my mind, just to keep myself busy, I just kind of start recounting all the events okay. leading up to my current <laughs> Make a will save. predicament. A will save? Yeah. Natural 20. Okay. All right. You're able to do it. That was to try to see if you could connect your thoughts together with all this crap happening. Yeah. You were able to. Okay. Gets harder, harder as time goes on, obviously. You teleport out of the room. There's a man there. Uh, is a different man than the guy who taught you a lesson. Different from Ashitaka. Different, completely different guy. And he doesn't speak with an Asian accent. Um, but does he look Asian? No. Okay. An Englishman. Hello, David. Hello. I have hopes that your time in that box has made you um, reasonable. We appreciate your cooperation so far. I have a question for you. Who is Kaiser Soze? Oh, brother. You admit... Uh, I wish I knew, because that man is trying to kill me. And I think he is purposely keeping himself hidden from me for that exact purpose. Do you know why he's trying to kill you? That's what I've been trying to piece together, and I've yet to figure it out. Do you think he will be successful? Well, he's been less successful than you guys have been. What is your plan to resist, Mr. Kaiser Soze? Well, until this misunderstanding with Oroku, uh, 
I was trying to do just that. I was warding off his hitman and just trying to investigate. I know, I have reason to believe he's somewhere in the north. I was trying to locate him when I was, unfortunately, cross paths with Oroko. Why do you think he's in the north? Because we were attacked once and the things that attacked us retreated to the north. I see. So you really don't know anything about Mr. Soze? Uh, I just have the feeling that's probably not even his name. I think that's just a guise he's using. <laughs> that I'm almost positive of. Very good. Thank you for the answer to your questions. Unfortunately, our time together is at an end. He has a dagger. And he goes, um, I appreciate your cooperation. But it appears Mr. Soze will not need to send hitmen anymore. And you can hear somebody walking to the door. And the guy looks at the door. He mutters a word and what you... Make a linguistics check. (laughs) A one. You're not sure what language he's saying. Um, But he says somewhere in his language. And uh, he quickly exits the room. And in comes Ashitaka. And he kind of looks up and goes... Like he looks taken aback. What are you doing here? The guy smiles. He goes, "All right, Mr. David, trying to prove a point. I get your message. I'm gonna have to prove a point too." And he leaves the room. What the heck are these guys talking about? He comes back. You seem to think that we're kidding around. That uh, we can play games. I thought you, of all your friends, had been the most reasonable. And I think this was a very bad move on your part. Pulls out a vial, and you see all sorts of little things crawling in the vial. And guys pick you up, and they hold your head back. And they force your eye open. And the guy pops up in the vial. And he pours the thing on your eye. I take it you're resisting, but uh, you just can't get out of these guys' hold. Okay. And you feel the things crawling on your eye and around your eye. And uh, after a little bit, he backs up, and you're like rubbing your eye, but you're not feeling any of them. And you're teleported back into that room. Hey, Ergdrog. What class did you just come from? Pathfinder 102. Skills detail. With Professors Caleb and Christian? I remember that class. Hey, listen, whatever the question is, the answer is perception. Those guys have a boner for that skill check. Erdrog not need perception. Erdrog not need to perceive someone to hit them with an axe. Today in gym class... Erdrog, please report to the principal's office. Erdrog to the principal's office. Do you know why you're here, Ergdrug? Ergdrug, you tried to sunder the gym teacher. He walked into my threatened square. He invoked an attack of opportunity. You only invoke an attack of opportunity when you leave a threatened square, Ergdrug. And you can't even sunder a person. You can only sunder objects. Do we have to send you back to Pathfinder 101? What? With professors Caleb and Christian, who teach new and experienced players everything about Pathfinder? Yes! Their classes help everyone to be a better player. If you like Pathfinder, you'll love their classes. Now, I want you to go back through 101, Basic Mechanics, and 103, Combat Detailed with Weapons, okay? Are you kidding me? Erdrog love those classes! Can't wait to take again. Hey, hey! No run actions in the hall! Pathfinder Academy, teaching you everything you need to know about the Pathfinder RPG every Thursday here on the Trailblazer Network. See you in class.
A long time seems to go by. You're not sure how long, but it's very long. Praying again. Make a will save. 24. Okay, you're able to do it. After a very long time, you are brought back into that room. Ashitaka's there again. <sighs> Good morning. Uh, good morning. I'm rubbing one of my bruises. How are you? Well. It's good. And he has a cup in front of him. And he go and he takes a sip from him and goes, Mmm. Milk. Gotta love it. So refreshing. I'm glad you enjoy it. Mr. Thaddeus. Tell me when you first met David. When I first met him? Yes. Oh, well, must be almost a year ago now. Um met in a room. Uh, both just kind of woke up there. There was a third member of our party then, but uh, he is no longer with us, I'm sad to say. He died. How did he die? Uh, he was killed by a large ship-looking thing flying over us and destroying the carriage he was in. Where'd this thing come from? Out of the sky. Where David calls it a helicopter. Whatever that means. What do you know about this thing? Not much. Uh, David didn't tell us much. He said it was from a, a bygone era. Tell us more about your first meeting with David. Uh, we woke up. Uh, we spoke to each other. Um, and there was a dying man in the room who told us uh, not to make the same mistake him and his friends had. And there were some bodies strewn across the floor. Uh, and we uh, crossed. Uh, from there, we uh, went to town. Uh, there was a large vampire-looking fellow there. Uh, took my cloak. It was a very nice cloak, too, by the way. Uh, the father superior gave that to me himself. And as I'm telling the story, I'm adding a whole bunch of extra little details that, like, he, he, he would not care whatsoever okay. to hear about. Cool. Okay. Um, uh, I want you to make a will save to do this. Uh, the idea behind this is that you're exhausted from. Mm-hmm. The interrogations, the lessons, that room for hours to see whether or not you can be that clever. 26. Yeah, you can do it. I do that. You still have, but the, I, you still I, have I leave, the will to do it. Yeah. I, I leave out the man in white okay. and the scroll and Valerian and being employed by the Empire right. as, 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 as much as possible. All right, so we're getting to the point where you get in Coral. All right, so you got to Coral. What'd you do then? At that point, uh, we went to the palace. What did you do there? I had never seen it before. Uh, the third member of our party, Sergio, I believe his name was, uh, pissed off a guard by bribing, or uh, attempting to bribe one of the clerks, clerk ladies at the window. Almost got him killed. Um, we were told to deliver a package uh, a little ways before then. Uh, to his imperial highness, may he live forever, I'm being sarcastic as I say this, mm. um, uh, his imperial highness, lord majesty, uh, king of the, uh, uh, the city of Corhall and the empire, and listing all his titles, again, to mm -hmm. just to elongate, um, uh, Valerian. That takes a sip of his milk. Um, I, I swallow thickly. Uh, and I tell him that we dropped off the package. What was the package? It was a piece of paper, I believe, a piece of parchment. What did it say? We weren't allowed to look at it, and so I didn't. What happened then? 
we spent a couple hours out on the town that during that day, I believe. What events transpired that led you to come to the north? Originally, we were moving north of to uh, just go questing for something, and we ran into a girl named Suko, and she was beaten and bloodied. Uh, we found her on the side of the road. Uh, we took her in. Uh, after we were attacked by the helicopter, we went south again. We retreated. Uh, we put aside our questing for a while um, to report to the Emperor. Uh, David thought it was important to report to the Emperor that this helicopter had attacked us. Why are you going north in the first place? I told you to go questing. What does that mean? What quest? Nothing in particular. David uh, had been told that uh, there might be a way to get home again. He's not. Uh, I'm sure that you've been talking to him as well. Um, and I, I, I don't wait for him to respond. Um, he said that there might. We were told that there might be a way to get him home again. Um, but again, we after the helicopter attacked us, we went south. Uh, when we were in Core Hall, again, we were. Uh, Suka was kidnapped. Uh, there were a great many. Uh, there, there uh, I'm sure David just told you as well. Uh, we were uh, helped volunteer at an orphanage. Our friend Jaron, God rest his soul, uh, worked at. And uh, Saki, or at least his men, uh, kidnapped Suko and told us that they would burn the children alive if uh, we went after her. Well, needless to say, we don't take well to threats. And I point to one of my bruises. Uh, and, you know, and we went after her, at least our friend Phoenix did. Uh, he got her back. He uh, said that the issue was taken care of. And then uh, we went north again uh, because we felt that Orokusaki was an imminent threat to our existence. And so we wanted to speak to him if possible, find him, and draw him out. And it uh, looks like uh, he drew us in. And now I'm sitting here before you. Why didn't you just let us take the girl back? She was beaten and bruised when you first had her. There was, uh, as a paladin, I'm, I'm sworn to defend her life. And it was worth killing six other men? Was it worth killing a lots of children in an orphanage? We didn't kill a single child. You threatened to. And you forced our hand into action. I believe the threat was, if you get her back, if you attempt to get her back, we will kill the children. In a fact, you put them... In fact, I sir, you put them more in danger by getting her back. If you truly, as you say, wanted to keep the children alive, how come you went after Suko knowing that our promise was to kill the children if you did? Why not let Suko alone? Save the lives of the children. Instead, you killed six other men. And put the children's lives in danger for one woman. Is that what you do? Is this what, what machinations go in your head? I want to understand you. What machinations go in your head to say that's a fair trade? The lives of children and six men for one girl who you know ran away. Um, at this point, I kind of throw out, I throw in my, uh, my learning from, at, from the uh, monastery on logic, and I say, you propose a false dichotomy, sir. Her life is worth no more or less than a single child in, in that orphanage. To say, to weigh her life less because she is a single person is your mistake. Apparently, you care enough about her that 
you were willing to kill lots of people for that, kill lots of those children for her. So first of all, if we're talking about values here, I don't consider her to be more valuable than them. But you do, so that was serious to me. Secondly, going back to the value, she is of no more value than they. It's my duty to defend her and protect her. Then why did you risk the lives of those children to get her back? Because I would not trust her with madmen. But you would trust these children with madmen? No. The threat was, if you get her back, we'll kill the kids. Have you, have you gone through with the threat? That's not what's on the table here. But it is. From what you knew, children would die for this one woman. You chose to get the one woman. Why is that? Well, if you remember from my story, I chose nothing. Phoenix did the job for us. Oh, no, no, no. We can't play that card. You're responsible <laughs> for each other's actions. Agreed. Agreed. But you, you, it's very interesting that you think I'm evil for protecting her, yet you were the ones... I'm asking you a children. question, and you're not answering the question. I don't you know, have to... You know how I get when I don't get the answers to my questions. I think your question early is... in the morning for me... I don't want to get like that. You don't want to let me get like that. No one wants me to get like that. Answer the question. Why did you go back after Suko when you knew you would put the children's lives at stake if you did? Because I care about her. More than the children. No. You're proposing an incredibly false dichotomy. Now who's proposing I... what here? The options are the children's lives are at risk or her life is at risk. You had to choose. You could not choose to save them both. You chose her. Why? Because I told you I would not leave her to leave her Even though it puts fate. the kids in danger. I could hopefully, with hope, defend the children. By going to the I north. Far away from the children. Far away from the children, leaving you distracted. <laughs> how, how much damage have, I caused, have we caused Mr. you here in the Thaddeus, north? It's really... This is terrible. He takes the glass uh, and he just drops it and it breaks on the ground. I look at him. That was a waste of some good milk. Back to that room. You, uh, after a long time, you teleported back into that room. Longer than you, like I said, this was longer than you can really keep track of. And Ashitaka's there. And, uh, he yawns and he goes, Good morning, Mr. David. Good morning. And he has a cup there and he's drinking out of it. I do want to apologize. Um, I believed you were lying and I was wrong. I believe you now that you didn't know that person. And I appreciate you being honest. Tell me about the first time you met Thaddeus. I awoke in a sort of dungeon or jail, so to speak. And he was there already. I'd never met him or didn't know him prior to that. Um... I'm sorry, I can't remember the name of the town. I'm not from these parts. Um, maybe it was uh, Selver. And um, we just w appeared together and by a common person who kind of bound us together. Who was the person? Uh, the man in white. A man, who, and again, <laughs> a man we don't know very well, but it seemed like a pretty powerful guy. And... Um, told us the only way we were going to go home was to um, accomplish a set of tasks for him. What were these set of tasks? Um, to kill a lich. 
and free the dragons, I think, that were under his control. Were you successful? Yes. How did you do this? Uh, we lured his dragons away from his castle and then went and fought him head on. And you were able to kill a lich? What's that? And you and Thaddeus were able to kill a lich? Uh, we had more members of our party then. There was four of us. I see. And the person who sent you on this mission was the man in white? Correct. After you were successful, what did you do? Um, what did we do? We... What did we do? We went back to the Empire. What did you do there? I was an advisor to the Emperor. How long? Uh, a couple months. Did you like that job? Uh, no, it was serving another purpose. What purpose was that? Trying to figure out what's going on. <laughs> In what way? We seemed to be having crossovers from other worlds, and we were trying to figure out why that is happening. Will these crossovers uh, explain the man, uh, explain the interesting ways in which we found the bodies at the entrance to the forest, full of massive holes? Correct. Explain that to me. Well, I know you're aware of firearms, but you, the firearms in this world are primitive compared to the firearms from the other world. So the man that came through was armed with weapons from the other world, which are much more powerful How than any... How did you defeat this man if he's armed so... Well, there's, like everything, there's an upside and a downside. From my world, the weapons are more powerful, but the men themselves are not so powerful. So an arrow would kill him like it would kill any man. Hmm. What transpired then went from you being an advisor to the Emperor to coming here? Um, my purposes were two. One was to see about the ring, uh, a king's wish ring, and two was to figure out what was going on. I had reason to believe, like I said before, to the other gentleman that he was in the north. The other gentleman? Uh, the guy that almost stabbed me when you stopped him? He's silent for a little while. David, I... It's early in the morning. I don't want to be toyed with. I know you don't want me to get upset. I don't want to get upset. Neither of us want me upset. I'm going to ask you to, to stop playing games. Listen, we keep... Going in circles with this. What about what have I done so far to make you think I'm not being honest with you? Have I said anything dishonest? You're speaking nonsense. Because there's been a lot of nonsense. Everyone I talk to thinks it's nonsense, but those guys with the holes in them proves weird things are happening to me. It's not nonsense. People come to wherever I am, however right. I am, nothing stops them. Where did you hide the wish ring? I didn't hide it. I um I never had it. I purposely didn't want to carry it. Where was the last location you know of the train? When we fell from, when the, the island fell, um, that's when I no longer had possession of it from that point on. Where, is it, where do you know its last location to be? Mm, I know that Thaddeus brought it out of the tomb 
we fell, and I don't know after that. We were pretty messed up when we fell. You sure you don't know where the ring is? I can honestly say at this moment, I do not know where the ring is. Okay. All right. He pushes the cup to you. You must be thirsty. In which you are. You're both thirsty and hungry. And he uh, gestures in, and he goes, I'm going to have someone take care of your foot. Thank you. I appreciate that. Guy bandages your toe, which has been bleeding for a while, but, you know, scabbed up and stuff. I'm sure you put pressure on whatever you did. Um, do you drink the milk? It's milk. Is what it is inside did he drink out of it? Yes. Then, yeah. Okay. It's very good. Just milk, but it's especially good when you're hungry and thirsty and yeah, yeah. under so much stress. He goes... Who is a Rokusaki? <laughs> Who's a Rokusaki? Isn't he your boss? He's some kind of businessman in the north, in Antioch. He, we also met him in the Empire. Except we didn't know it was him. Who are the Lin Kuei? Uh, his personal guard. Something like that. His employees. You a businessman? A little bit, yeah, sure. What businesses have you been a part of? Building. That's it. So Building. Constru construction? Yes. So you could build a house? No, I did the administrative work. Okay. I could send out the bills and collect the invoices and things like that, get the materials. How would you collect these invoices? If people owed us money? Yes. Uh, for the most part, they didn't really have to. Most people just kind of live up to their contract. If they didn't, then I would do it by uh, legal means through the court system. So you have shown um, a predisposition for violence. And you've shown some skill with a weapon specifically a firearm. And you're saying, back before much of things happened here, you were a man of peace who, if someone had a debt, you would pursue legal means. Yet Correct. here, I've seen you kill a lot of people. What happened to change you? Um, new place, new set of circumstances, and I think after people try to kill you a bunch of times, you get a little more less trustful it seems like someone's been trying to kill me since I stepped foot on the ground here and when you don't know who it is it makes it even worse so surely you could understand my position constantly being attacked makes you a little jumpy in my world where I'm from that <laughs> it never happened once ever just the differences between here and there no one tries to kill me there here, people try to kill me everywhere. Everywhere I turn, people are trying to kill me. What are your plans if you were to be freed? What would you do? I would go on with my um, trying to figure out who's trying to kill me. Obviously, they're not going to stop. Who do you think is trying to kill you? Well, from what uh, that guy 
heck told me someone named Kaiser Soze, which is not very helpful. Who's Kaiser Soze? Kaiser Soze, I think, is a fake, it's a fake name. I don't think it's a real person. I mean, I think it's a person. I don't think his name is Kaiser Soze. Why is Mr. Soze trying to kill you? I don't know, but it has something to do with why I'm here. This is what I need to figure out. You asked if I was freed, that's what I would be doing. I want those answers myself. Why'd you come here? To Antioch? No. To this palace. Um, because after the... I'm not sure if you were there, but at the funeral for the smiling assassin, um, I asked to speak to Orokusaki, but he made it pretty clear there was going to be no talking and that he was going to kill us. So we figured, why not just come here and even make another attempt to talk, which we did and laid down our arms. Back in Core Hall, mm-hmm. there was a moment where... Suko was reobtained, and you a threat was delivered to you. Yes. This threat was the death of children if you were to seek to regain Suko yourselves. Remember this? Yes. Why did you get her back, knowing that the consequence would be the death of children? Uh, I'll be honest with you, Mr. David, you don't seem like a guy who wants to just kill innocent children. You told me that uh, your job, you helped people. Why the change of heart? I didn't, I did not um, get Suko back. Phoenix rode off on his own without even consulting us. I never left Core Hall. In fact... I see. So, of course, you're not responsible for Phoenix's actions. Fien- have you? I'm sh- have you been talking to him also? If you talked to him at all, you would know that Phoenix. I could not command Phoenix to or not do anything. Phoenix is going to do what he's going to do. So would you say it's fair to punish Phoenix and not you for the death of those six men and for the reobtaining of Suko? Um, punish. I mean, you guys seem to have a strange. We obviously just have totally different customs coming and threatening children and threatening our lives, some men will react that way. So I don't know if punish is the right word because that would make, make it seem like he was a criminal. Um, when someone threatens you, you, I'm sure when you threaten someone, you have to always consider that they might react that way. Who gave Suko all those scars? The scars on her face, wrote that message on her back. Who did those things? Phoenix. Why did he write that message on her back? Um, write that message on her back. Uh, I don't think he wrote the message, but he gave her the scars on her face. Why did he do that? Um, she was needling him, and um, he lost his temper. Who, who wrote the message on her back? Uh, the tattoo? No. The message written in scars on her back. Um, Were you aware she had a message written on her back? And if he did, he didn't do it in front of me. It said, if you want her, 
come and get her a-hole. That doesn't seem to be familiar to you at all. No. Okay. That wasn't done in my presence. Why was it so important to you that you kept possession of Suko to the point of after Phoenix, your associate Phoenix, had killed those men and taken her back, uh, not delivering her back to us? This would, of course, help secure your, these children's safety and would be the responsible and right thing to do. You seem like a man who wanted to do things nonviolently was be forced to do things in a violent manner. How come that nonviolent action didn't occur? Well, unfortunately, the impasse we keep coming to is we have a culture difference here. Um, number one, I know that here it's done, but where I'm from, people don't own people. So that concept itself to me is foreign. And two is, quite frankly, we I helped at that orphanage and was a volunteer there. And by Roku behaving in that manner sort of changed my outlook. As I said, I wish he had just come and talked plainly, and I think we could have come to a nonviolent solution to the problem. Unfortunately, he led with threats and extortion, and I'll admit, maybe that made me a little bit emotional because I cared about those kids. Then I'm going to do something that I really shouldn't do right now. Part of uh, a discussion like this we'll call it for what it is, an interrogation, is that I want to be the one who has the advantage of information. I want to know things that you don't know. I'm going to share something with you that I shouldn't share. Can they give you a piece of information? David, okay. I believe you. I don't think you're a violent man. I think you've been put in some situations that you don't want to be put in. And honestly, of the men of your cohort so far, you seem to be the most reasonable. And I, and I want to respect that reasonableness. And I want to let you know I respect you. I think you want to get out of this without any bloodshed. Tell me, what would it take for you to walk away from this situation if we were to announce our right on your head? What would it take? Yes. Freeing my friends, too, and... Letting us walk out the door. That's all it would take. And you would just turn your back on this whole situation. Let bygones be bygones. Um, yeah, because I feel like at this point we've probably done more harm than has been done to us. I would say we're even. I don't want to be in conflict with the Rokusaki. That was never my intention. All right, you will have a lesson now. And he leaves, and a guy comes in and begins teaching you more as Lanty. Okay. And you are very tired, so just out of sheer tiredness, you are getting some things wrong, and you get punched every time you get something wrong. Okay. This happens for maybe three hours. And I don't know if you ever had to sit through a lesson that was just an hour long and how annoying that is to pay attention. Yeah. Uh, this is three hours. You're exhausted. You've had all this stress from that room and from the situations. It's difficult. Uh, and then after the end of it, you're teleported back to the room. You're teleported back into the room. You're super exhausted. It's hard to put even thoughts together. 
Mm-hmm. It's very difficult. And Ashitaka's there again. And he points <clears> in front of you, and there's a very small piece of bread and a very small cup of water. I look at him for me? Yes, sir. It's oh, most kind of you. Thank you very much. Could I use Detect Evil without him knowing? Or uh, could could I... Um, uh, what's... Uh, what's what am I thinking? No, um, sense, sense Motive. That's what I mean. Oh, uh, sure. Twelve. It's so... You can't even put thoughts together. It's very difficult to even tell anything. So I, I, uh, I nibble at the bread and I sip at the water. Very slowly, though. All right. There's barely anything left, so it quickly goes away just from nibbling the sips. I look again after I finish. Thank you very much. Why did you come to the north? I told you already to draw out a Rokusaki. To draw out Rokusaki. Yeah. So your plans were to kill Rokusaki. Try to talk with him first, reason with him. How are you going to draw him out? One of the original ideas was to um, burn down the house of Ichiro, but I, I, I put a nix on that. Where's the ring I, now? Come again? He gets up, and he walks over to you. Mm-hmm. Where's the ring now? I look at him. The last I saw, it was on my finger, and I hold out my finger. But apparently that's not true anymore. I thought he you picks you it. up, and he drags you over, and it's, you're so tired you can't even really resist. And mm-hmm. there's like, a, there's like a, a big tub is the only way I can describe it. Though it's not yeah. like a tub just sitting there. It's like mm-hmm. a big tub, wooden, filled with uh, water and ice. Yeah. And he uh, and he says, "Come on, come on!" And he kind of and he slowly puts you in the water, and you like struggle, and he like puts you down. He's like, "No, no, come on, come on!" Puts my head in. You, you know your whole body. He like lowers you in feet first. Okay. And it's almost paralyzing. It's so cold. And he puts mm-hmm. you in up to your neck, and it's hard to even like every time you lift out your hand, he puts it back in. And there's a point where like you're so exhausted you can't even get it out anymore. And he mm-hmm. goes, "Where's the ring now?" You took it. Where's the ring? You. That is. Hey, pay attention. Where is the ring, Thaddeus? I don't know. Thaddeus, this can end. I just need an answer. Where is the ring? Where did you hide it? I told you. Thaddeus, where did you hide the ring? I can't. Where is it? I can't. Answer the question. Tell you. I just want an answer. I just want an answer, Mr. Thaddeus. It's all I want. And you can get out of this tub. I will give you food. I will give you water. I will give you a warm blanket. I will give you a heat stone. Where is the ring? (laughs) I told Where's the ring? You. I don't you hide the ring. No. Where's the ring? Tell me where the ring is. I hold I my finger up. I hold my finger up finger up again. You put the like, Where is the ring? I you put the ring. Don't. I need to know where the ring no. is. Thaddeus. Thaddeus, I need you can't do anything else until we find out where that ring is. I need to know where you put that ring. Thaddeus, where'd you put the ring? <laughs> Thaddeus, I talked to David, I talked to Phoenix, I know you have the ring. Where did you put the ring? On my... Where is the ring, Thaddeus? I need to know where the ring is. You... Thaddeus, where's the ring? I... Thaddeus, you're doing this to yourself, I just want to know where the ring is, Thaddeus. I... Thaddeus, the ring. Tell you... Where's the ring? I don't Tell me where know. the ring is, Thaddeus. And I hold my finger up again, and I... Back I, in the water. I where's the ring? I just, I'm just shivering at this point. I, tell me where you hide it. We'll go and we'll find it. And while we're looking for it, we'll take you out of the tub. Just tell me where the ring is. We'll believe you. We'll believe what you say and we'll go look for it. I'll take it on faith that you tell me the truth and I'll take you right out. Thaddeus, where's the ring? 
Thaddeus, you can't do this forever. Your system's gonna shut down. Listen, hey, he slaps you in the face. Pay attention. Listen to me. You're gonna get very tired very quickly. And as soon as you close your eyes and you're out, then you are going to die. So I need to know. I can get you out before that happens. Where is the ring? Just tell me where the ring is. This is Kanan. Just tell me where the ring is. You don't have to die. Where is the ring? And I, I quote scripture at him. They hate him who refused. Hey. He slaps you. Daddy, it's the ring. Where's the ring? They abhor him who Where's speaks the ring, Daddy? Where's the truth. Ring? In and he kind of walks away. He's like, this is... And you get teleported back into that room. Freezing uh, cold, I take it? Yeah, but you're not, you're out of the tub. You're just wet now. Um, I, Again, I'm going to try and pray again. All right, you're shivering. Look, you can't, you can't put thoughts together to pray. I take it you curl up into a little ball. Yeah. Yeah, I think that we're at that point. Uh, an hour, an, uh, an hour goes by in that room. Okay. And you're brought back to the room. At this point, it's been so long with all the stress. You are, you are. It's hard to even put thoughts together. Okay. It's even difficult to recall events. It's just tough. And you're in the room again. And uh, Ashtaka says, "You know, I was wrong about you, David. I thought you were a good guy. I thought you were an honest man. But your friend Thaddeus is telling me differently." You tell me that you came up here to talk to Rokusaki, that honestly that wasn't even really your main objective, it was to get the ring, to try to figure out who were these people trying to kill you. Thaddeus tells me that your plan here was to burn down the house, to lure Rokusaki out. That doesn't sound like the answer you gave me. One of you is lying. Thaddeus is not lying, but he's. we're just having a difference of opinion on our purposes for coming here. How long did the trip from Core Hall to Antioch take? A month, I believe. And that whole month, you guys weren't able to square up exactly what your purpose was for traveling this far? Actually, since we're being open and honest, we were constantly going back and forth about what exactly we were going to do and why we were going to do it. And uh, I think something should be said for the fact that we could have done that and we didn't. So, again, it's not exactly a lie. Yeah, instead, it was... you took the ring and tore down something that has been here for longer than many of us have been alive. That was unintentional. We didn't know that was going to happen. But desecrating the tomb was intentional. You didn't go in with flowers to deliver to his grave. Correct. I, I think we were not... That's all on us. We did not do our homework. But it wasn't dishonest. <sighs> he... Pulls out a package and he opens it up and there's a little bit of bread and a little bit of water. Barely anything. Not enough to fill a mouse's stomach, as they say. <laughs> okay. But just enough. And he pushes it towards you. Uh, any chance I could sleep? If you want clear answers, uh, being in that room is not making it easy for me to get my thoughts together. Maybe that's why I'm omitting things. Eat up, Mr. David. I want to let you know, Mr. David, that you are the only reason... Well, you're a big contributor to the reason why your friends are still alive. I appreciate that. Do you think you would be able to convince your friends to do something? I think I could convince Thaddeus. Convincing Phoenix, I could not promise that. He's a difficult man. He is. Thaddeus is a reasonable man. I believe I could talk to Thaddeus. 
I could talk to Phoenix, but I can't make any promises. You're going to do me a favor, and if you successfully achieve this, I promise you, things will go better for you. Okay. On my honor. Find out where the ring is from Thaddeus. Can you do that for me, Mr. David? Find out where the ring is? Yeah, I could I could ask him. Okay. You were teleported into uh, another room. It's like that kind of box room. It doesn't have the lights, doesn't have the noises. Thaddeus, Phoenix, and Malpass are there. Okay. David, you see uh, Thaddeus is shivering. Okay. What are you guys doing? <laughs> Phoenix is, is passed out. Are you okay? That, Thaddeus? Don't know where it is. They want the ring. I don't have it. What happened? I showed them. I don't have it. I I kind of extend my shaking finger. Okay, it was taken, huh? <laughs> yes. Crap, that's not going to be good. I uh I placed my uh, other hand around my finger. To feel my, just feel it like because it, it, it like almost like it was there. I saw it. I'm just kind of shavering in a ball on the floor right now. Where's your warming stone? <laughs> very funny. I, I look around and see if there's a blankets in the room or anything. Nothing. nothing. Nothing at all. So let me get this straight. You awoke in a, a cell and the ring was gone. I nod. Well, I have bad news, then. I think we're going to suffer. What? This is nothing. <laughs> they want the ring, and they're not going to believe me when I tell them it's just disappeared. <laughs> I chuckle. Well, it's the truth. So at least we can die with the clean conscience. I knew he was lying. Yeah, I think uh, yeah, there's really not much else we could have done. We couldn't have killed all those guys. David? Yes? Next time, remind me not to put my sword down. <laughs> well, I'm still not sure that wasn't the right thing. I think we'd be dead if you didn't. <laughs> At least I'd be warm. Well, remember this. Next time you have a wish ring and things suck, use it. Y'all remember that. <laughs> Fairy fire gives no heat, right? Okay. Darn it. Use that teleport power. You bought it, Tarboro Fair. <laughs> <laughs> Malpass is just like, he's like rolling on the ground. As one would do down a hill, but he's just rolling on the flat ground. Hey, Malpass, thanks for all your help in there. Really appreciate it. He stops and looks at you and goes, he leans forward and goes, 
He's got the hole. Oh, here we go. In his hands. He's Why got did they the take your gag away? World. He starts rolling around in his hands. He's got the hole. I, I kind of roll over to see him, and I and I kind of cut my hands together. My, my shivering hands. He's got the whole world in his hands. And he sings the verses. I, I look at David. I don't think this situation bodes well for you, my friend. For me? I don't think it's going so hot for you either. That's for sure. Malpass stands up. And he, and he starts like pacing back and forth and he goes, two people, two people, two broken people. Two broken people, not the same. Two broken people are not the same. I look up, who are you calling broken? And he goes, the girl and the man. The girl and the man, they're broken. The girl's quiet. The man is angry. They're both broken. Is Suko in the room? No. Oh. And he goes, imagine that you're holding two bottles and they drop onto the floor. What happens? They both break. But it's how they break that's important. Because you see, a one bottle crumples into a pile of glass. The other shatters into a jagged, edged weapon. You see, the exact same kind of circumstances that forged one person, and he looks over at Phoenix, into a jagged, edged weapon, crushed the other. People just don't all break the same. Just don't. And he starts tapping on his lips. Uh, I just bring my hands to my chest and start rubbing, trying to warm myself. Okay. He starts going, two broken people. Both broken. Thaddeus, why did you say this doesn't bode well for me? Don't, haven't you taken a look around? You're in a dungeon. Oh. That part. Oh. What else is no? I'm... Now past shouts in the corner. Why should I apologize for the monster I've become? Nobody has ever apologized for making me this way. And then he runs into the wall and knocks himself out. I I kind of chuckle as I as I'm shivering. This don't have to hear that nutcase anymore. <laughs> He's definitely a different kind of cat. That's for sure. How did you get so cold? What did they do? Torture. They wanted the ring, and they put me in an ice bath. I um, I never saw so much ice before. Except in the Lich's castle. Why waste it on little old me? It's a c commodity where I come from in the south. I think they really want that ring. Th th that's for sure. I could use that heat stone now, David. You wouldn't happen to have it, would you? <laughs> Actually, Caleb, do I still have... I don't have anything, I assume, right? You have nothing. Sorry, man. I never had one, but they took whatever I did have. I'm in rags, right, Caleb? Yep, both of you are in raggy robes. 
I stand up and I start to pace, trying to keep my body moving. So, what? Teleported back into that room. Daddy, like, I am? Yeah, the room that goes ding, 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 ding. Mm-hmm. David, you teleport back into the interrogation room. Okay. And there's Ashitaka. Well, I don't think you're going to like the answer for a couple reasons. Um, apparently what happened was he did have it in his possession. And when the trees suffocated us and we woke up in the cells, he said it was on his finger and it was gone. Which makes me think one of your guys, or somebody is playing games, somebody took it from him during that process. He said it was on his finger. I promise you never going to Listen, even if you don't believe me, he's a paladin. Trust me, I've been with him a long time. He doesn't lie. He said it was on his finger. The tree suffocated him. He woke up in the cell and it wasn't on his finger. Nothing about my experience with him makes me think that's not exactly what happened. David, you've done so good not lying so far. I, I hate to see you start now. We keep going in this circle. I'm, I'm sure that one of you knows, and it's impossible that none of you know, and that story you're feeding me is a lot of bull. I'm going to ask you one last time before I get upset again. Where's the ring? It was on Thaddeus' finger. He gets up, and he goes over, and he holds out your hand. And he has the pliers again, and he puts it on one of your fingernails. He goes, where's the ring? It's like I said. He rips out your middle fingernail. Rips it right off. And I, I say, I kind of grab it, like in pain, you know? But I still manage to say, uh, this uh, time... Quay holds your other arm down. This time, when you know I'm telling the truth, don't apologize. And he puts it uh, onto your pointer finger. Where's the ring? It's like I said. He pulls out your pointer finger uh, nail. I'm in even more pain. I'm like, <laughs> when you realize I'm telling the truth, don't apologize. You get teleported back in that room. You spend another very long time in that room, and you're not sure what's going on. Mm -hmm. uh, you can't. You're going like this, like you're trying to fall asleep, but like your body's so trying to force you to sleep, mm -hmm. but you just can't in that room. Lights and bells, right? Yep. You teleport back to the interrogation room. And you are barely keeping your eyes open. Body temperature normal? Yeah, you finally warmed up enough. It's been okay. long enough. And um, there's a, a little candle. And Ashitaga has a uh, like a, a needle. A long needle, though. Mm -hmm. And he's just holding it over the fire. The point I know it. And he goes... Real quick, I'm sorry. Is it a sewing needle? A injection needle? I'm describing as a needle. I, I guess it could be a really long sewing needle. You're not sure. Okay. And he's kind of twisting it in place, and trying to heat, you know, all the front of it. And he goes, Mr. Thaddeus, you're a stubborn man, I'll give you that. I told you before, it's inevitable that I'll get my answers. It's just how much pain you're going to go through before I get them. I, I look up. You know, some men don't know the answer until it slaps them in the face. You're that kind of man, you know? I gave you your answers. You Mr. don't Thaddeus, Mr. believe Thaddeus, me. Mr. Thaddeus, I've been an interrogator for a long time. And when people really don't know something, they make up an answer. They feed me some sort of bullcrap. You didn't. You just kept saying, I don't know. You know what kind of person keeps saying, I don't know? The kind of person that knows, but really doesn't want to say. So they make up a mantra and they keep repeating it. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. The guy who really does know eventually breaks down and lies. I, I dropped it before we got into the water. Some lie like that, that maybe we couldn't find it even if it was true. You didn't make up a lie, Mr. Thaddeus. 
many things I am, but not a liar. I told you what all I know. Uh, your head's held back, and he opens up your left eye, and he puts the needle in front of it. He goes, you're about to lose your eye forever. This is your final chance. I'm not going to ask twice. I'm going to ask one more time. That's it. Where is the ring? I lost it. Hmm. When did you lose it? Finally getting somewhere. When I was knocked unconscious by the tree. <sighs> and he stabs you in the eye. Ah! And you pass out from the pain. I take it that doesn't count as a night's rest either. Nope. You, uh... Your body is, like, trying to force itself to sleep. You know when you stay for a long time you just can't keep your eyes open? But the room just physically is not allowing your body to sleep. But you're so... You can barely put two words together, okay? And, um... And... Uh... You are teleported... Back into the interrogation room. Okay. Ashitaka's there, and he's looking at you, and he has his hand, his head, his hand, his head in his hand. He's like, "Mr. David, you were all very stubborn. <laughs> I'll give you that. There's some honor to it. There's some honor to to keeping a secret. I'll give you that. Holding out when you don't, when you think that you shouldn't tell somebody something. But I told you before." It's inevitable. I'm going to find out the answer to my questions. The only thing that you can change is how much pain you go through. Where's the ring, Mr. David? Mr. Cohen, where's the ring? Just tell me. I can make a lot of this stop. I could feed you and give you some rest. Just tell me where the ring is. Has it even occurred to you that we're telling the truth? <laughs> where's the ring, Mr. David? I told you. I don't know where the ring is. <laughs> Mr. David, you know, I uh, I've interrogated for a long time. And you like start your you're like your eye like your head starts yeah, yeah. off and start falling asleep and he he slaps you. Mr. David, hey, I'm gonna need you to pay attention. Mr. David, I've interrogated a very long time. When somebody doesn't know an answer to a question, after a while, they make up an answer just to get the pain to stop. They say, I threw it in the woods on the way here. I ate it. They, they make up something to buy them time. You and Mr. Thaddeus, you guys just keep saying the same thing. I don't know. Hey, pay attention. Look at me. So I know you're lying. Where is it? Where's the ring? I don't know where the ring is. It's a shame. He uh, goes in the corner of the room and he picks up a, uh, like a poker you poke a fire. And it's glowing right at the end. And he says, where is... And the poker is... It's like... I sh I'm going to rephrase. It's not a poker. It's like... You know you brand a cow? Uh-huh. It, it has like a, a thing on it. Where's the ring? I don't know where the ring is. He uh, takes off your robe up to your shoulder. Like, just to expose your shoulder. And he gets you right here. Ah. He, he goes right over your tattoo. Actually, that's what I'm going to say where he puts it. And uh, you pass out. You're so tired. You're the pain. You're out. You both wake up. You feel a bit rested. You can get some of your thoughts together. And your um, 
you are both together in one of the interrogation rooms. Am I blind in my left eye? Or an okay. eye? Uh, it's your right eye, and yes. Okay. David, uh, Thaddeus has a big swollen right eye. Beautiful. Um, you, um, David, you look down there, and there is, um, you know how burn wounds look, right? Yes. You know, they kind, of, kind of well up. Uh -huh. It's 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 swollen up. It's swollen over there. Okay. Uh, Thaddeus, you see, David's missing some fingernails. You'd want me to use a line on hands for that, David? And I point to his fingers. Actually, I don't know. At a game, did that? Are we doing hit points right now? Um, I haven't been doing hit points, but uh, it could it could heal the wounds. Ah, fingernails? Nah. It wouldn't make them grow back, but it would stop the bleeding. It would put the swelling down on you. The door opens up, and in walks uh, Ashitaka. I, I look at him with my left eye. My favorite man. How were you today? Gentlemen, I'm good. I'm prepared to offer you a deal. And he pulls out a little scroll and he goes, You have killed a total of 15 men. Two of them were the Emperor's personal guard. Oh, the Emperor, sorry. Uh, Oroku's personal guard. Three of them were very important men for the Lin Kuei. Uh, well, I should say two of them were important men. One was an important man. I chuckle. And uh, one man, uh, you've killed one civilian. You have fed a heart to another civilian. And you have tortured one of our Lin Kuei, who survived. I'm not sure where that little spout of mercy came out from. Uh, is Phoenix in the room? No. I, I sound off. Go for it. From you. I, oh. I, sound, I sound off. I'm not sure where that came from. Well, to be Phoenix. honest, Mr. David, I'm not surprised the mercy came from you. So here's our deal. You serve us, and you repay your debt of 15 people and one woman you've stolen and irre irrevocably damaged. You pay us back that debt, and you guys get to go free. Graces of Orokusaki. It is your choice. You can either accept this offer, or you'll be put to death. The choice is up to you. Not that you it matters. You guys some time to discuss it. Serve you how? By repaying the debt. And he leaves the room. I look at David with my with my one good eye. Well, he called it a choice, but it doesn't sound much like a choice. It's an ultimatum. I think it's kind of odd that they suddenly dropped the whole ring thing, don't you? They can't get it from us if we're dead. They can't get it from us if we're living. You don't know that, David. <laughs> Who was the other guy they executed? The sixth man. That was insane. I have no idea who that man was. How do you know that they executed him? They cut his throat in front of me. And in front of me, too. What did he look like to you? 
bright hair, fiery eyes. Very Jesus-looking figure from the book of Daniel. Jesus-looking not... the book of Daniel. You mean the three men? Yeah. And then the fourth the guy. Shining, looked... Son of the gods was the description, I think. Yeah. And then That's I took it. the fiery eyes from Revelation. I just kind of... I find that a little perplexing. How did they execute a man twice? I chuckle. Either we're not really here. Again, that's happened two times now. Or he wasn't real. But I'm subject to torture. I'm not myself. As far as his offer goes, I will go through a thousand days more torture than serve that man. It's not going to be a thousand days more torture, Thaddeus. It's going to be death. I look up and I smile. Then I go home. Oh, man. I don't think this is the time for those sort of... <laughs> Heroics. I think we should let this thing play out. Well, let's think about it for a while. And we're just in the interrogation room. Malpass is gone. Phoenix is gone. Just you two. Well, at least he has Soku back. We don't have to deal with all that mess. Yeah, I was getting used to her, you know? Yeah, I, I know you liked her, but... <laughs> Considering our current circumstance, maybe it's not wasn't worth all the trouble. You know, one of my f monk friends at the monastery warned me about women. <laughs> they said they cloud the mind. I'm he beginning. Wasn't... I'm beginning to think he was right. He wasn't lying. <laughs> I don't think you should let yourself die over this. It's a matter of principle, David. I will not serve that man. When I used detect evil, his heart was black. It radiated off of him like Phoenix. Remember, it was worse than Phoenix because the strongest aura was him. It was like looking into an abyss, David. The man is evil. I will not serve him. I do not fault you for doing so. But I cannot. And not to mention, these guys aren't going to believe me, but even for the greater good, I don't think me dying is a good thing for your world. I don't think so either. I told them about the helicopter. I'm sorry about that. That's okay. I was being honest with them. They don't believe me anyway. I, 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 I nudge him closer. Do you think they know about the man in white? I told them. Everything? Well, that's the greatest part about having ridiculous things happen to you. You could just say <laughs> it like it's the truth and no one thinks it's the truth. I chuckle. <laughs> I envy you, David. Not because I lost an eye. It being sounding insane comes in handy every once right. in a while. The best secret is when you don't 
have to keep. Agreed. I should say, it's been an honor traveling and fighting with you. In case I don't get a chance to say it later. I'm sorry it's ending like this. <laughs> Me too. They took my molar, you know. My mother gave that to me, and I chuckle. They cut my toe off. It was an ugly toe anyway. <laughs> oh, man. Are you bleeding from anywhere? Oh, no. They were nice enough to treat my wounds so that they could inflict more wounds. <laughs> I got no such courtesy. He gave me bread and water, though. That was very tasty. Not that I can taste much of anything these days. <laughs> you know, for a bunch of men who base everything on honor, they sure act very dishonorably, worse than we would have treated them. I said this from the beginning. They have no honor. Their sense of honor is as far as the noses on their face. It would have been interesting, though, you know, to see what a Rokusaki would have been like if he actually had some. I think I might have liked him. Well, I don't know if I would have liked him, but this definitely could have ended peacefully. <laughs> Agreed. But I can take some solace in the thought that I have embarrassed him publicly on more than one occasion, which is more than many people can say. Well, if there's some if there's some satisfaction in that, if we die, we could definitely die knowing we sure gave him a headache. Amen to that. The door opens and comes out Taka. Oh, you again. We were just talking about you. <laughs> I would know what you have decided. My friend here wishes... Well, I, I will let him speak for himself. I'll serve and make penance for those men. Okay. I take it this is not the same answer for you, Mr. Thaddeus. I thank you for the privilege of the option. But I will have to... Uh, I am disinclined to acquiesce to your request. <laughs> and then I, 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 I lean my head forward. Great last words. Exactly. I will not <laughs> serve him. I see. My well, you might say that, Mr. Thaddeus. And he pulls out a piece of paper. It's a piece of parchment. And he goes, mm -hmm. I want you to know what you're dying for before you die. You were willing to serve Mr. Valerian Mengsk. Can you read you something we found in Mr. August Grad's backpack? Phoenix. Mr. Phoenix August Grad. Friend, here is your next assignment. You are to monitor the following people while they are in the Kingdom of Antioch in the north. David B. Cohen, Sergio Flores, and Thaddeus Omri. Ensure that they do not take any action that would upset the fragile relationship between Antioch and the Empire. Normally, this is where my letter to you would end, but I feel that in order to convey to you the importance of this task and help you better understand how to fulfill this mission, 
you are entitled to further detail. Relations between Antioch and the Empire are delicate. It needs to be handled with wisdom and grace. What it does not need is a couple of its official citizens getting into tr trouble and upsetting the gentry of that land. Normally, if any entity, foreign or domestic, harmed or even worse wrongfully killed an empirical citizen, the full weight and might of the Empire's powerful anger would fall upon their heads. Mm -hmm. However, in the case of this situation, I'd rather not have to go to the mattresses over a few wayward citizens who foolishly got themselves into trouble in Antioch. Any action the Empire would normally take are not particularly feasible at this time, and would be relational suicide and mayhaps even cause for war. At the same time, I will not have it known that the that empirical citizen were wronged and not avenged. Phoenix, my friend, I'd rather not be put in this position, you understand. When I asked myself who I should task with this important mission, it was beyond contestation that you were the one who could be trusted to do this. One final word, Phoenix. It would be easier to deal with a citizen killing other citizens than a foreign entity killing them. I believe I have said enough. You have my full faith and confidence. Emperor Valerian Mensk. P.S. Mana misses you and worries about you. You'll write a letter to her, won't you? And he folds up the paper. I look up at him and I chuckle. It looks like he sent the wrong man. But you are mistaken thinking I serve him. This letter doesn't surprise me. That is his character. He is my emperor. I did not get to cast a vote. So be it, Mr. Thaddeus. This, this, this letter gives me the confidence to know that I can kill you and there'll be no repercussions from Mr. Valerian Minsk. At least I get to go home. Mr. Cohen, I knew you'd be the reasonable one. Come with me. And David and him leave together. Is there any last thing you'd like to say to Thaddeus, Mr. David? I don't know why I called you Mr. David. David. <laughs> <laughs> um, I turn to Thaddeus and just say, um, you sure you won't come? Um, I, I, am I, as you see, he's standing, right? Yeah. I stand up and I, I with my manacled hands, I, I grab his hand. I think I'll stay and pray for a little while. F fair travels, David. I'll see you when you also come home. <laughs> oh, man. All right. All right. Um, just I'll, say, go ahead. I'll put in a good word for you. <laughs> I think I'm going to need it. I'll see you and, in, in glory. Amen. I'll see you soon. Safe travels. And I go and sit. Is there a chair or is it just an empty room? Um, there's a chair. I sit and I start to pray for a little while. Okay. David, you're taken out of the room. Okay. Uh, you're alone for a while, Dom. And then mm -hmm. two men come for you. I look up. I take it. I'm on to be executed. They put a hood over your head. <laughs> that was quick. 
David, um, as you're walking, you're going down the halls, there's like Lin Kuei everywhere. And uh, he goes, Mr. Saki wants you to understand that he intends to completely fulfill his work, that he would not be found lying, and that after you have successfully did penance for the 15 men you killed, the one man you tortured, and for the irrevocable damage you did to Suko, you will be set free and you will be unharassed by Lin Kuei, provided you don't do anything else to us. Some of these men, it'll be a man for a man. If you kill a man, we'll take a, a man off your tab. Some will be other tasks. But we need to know that you are willing to do what it takes. And we have your first task. And it kind of brings you somewhere. And uh, You go back down um, to where you, where you had the, the tree. And you go outside and you wait for the place to go down so you can hop off onto the land. And you're outside and there's daylight, which is kind of nice. Um, though you're not super fond of light at the moment. <laughs> mm. um, you're brought out and you see uh, there is a man on his knees with a hood over his head with two and Quay next to him. And uh, Ashitaka pulls out your pistol and hands it to you and says, execute this man. <laughs> of course he does. Um... This man has been convicted of wrongdoings, several murders, Conspiracy to kill more murders. There's blood on his hands and on his head. So you want me to make penance for killing by killing? I want you to make penance for removing good people from this world to removing evil ones. <laughs> and this is your first mission. We don't we don't need a man who who questions his orders. We don't need a man who hesitates. We need a man who can act. Can you act, Mr. David? And wait, it's me, him, and two Lin Kuei? Two Lin Kuei on either side of the man is kneeling, yes. You just hopped off of the thing and it's now going underwater. I want you to consider a lot your next move here. I guarantee you the next decision you make here is vital. Alright, I take the gun and open the barrel Uh huh. and check. There's one more. Uh, only one bullet. Mm -hmm. <laughs> There's a bazooka, a minigun, tank, uh, airstrike. <laughs> Do I have my bandolero? No. Um, I look at the guy. Where's the rest of my stuff? We need to know you're a team player. You'll be efficiently, efficiently equipped. Oh, uh, okay. Let me see his face. I don't kill men that I don't see their face. Very well. You're honor your honorable men. Uh, he makes a motion on Linquay pull off, and it's Thaddeus. It's Thaddeus? Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and they're like, you've seen his face. It is only respectful that a man doesn't see it coming. It makes a nod and they put the hood back over his face. Okay, so let me set the picture here. He's on his knees, mm -hmm. two Lin Kuei, me and the guy are facing Thaddeus. Right. He's, 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 I'd say to your right and slightly behind you. Is Thaddeus still uh, manacled? Yes. 
Hands forward. Now instead of forward, they're behind your back. And your feet ones, and they're chained together. Okay, I, I walk behind this way. So now I'm behind Thaddeus. Uh, as, the guy puts his, as you start moving, I put his hand on your shoulder and goes, Mr. David, I know right now what you're thinking. You're thinking, how can I get out of this? Can I'm I not. take on these three men? Can you think of a way out? There's no way out, Mr. Thaddeus. Mr. David, the only way out is to show your commitment to this team. Right. I understand. I want to put it in the back of his head. It's quicker. So be it. And he walks around with you. He comes around the back. Mm -hmm. By the way, you saw, before you didn't know, but now Thaddeus, when they took off the hood, you saw David there with the gun being told to kill you. So now you know it's David who's going to be killing you, or who's been told to. He doesn't say anything? You don't say anything? He's gagged. I'm gagged? Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, I hum a tune. <laughs> He's humming. <laughs> okay. Hold on. Sorry. I just have to see something. <laughs> you know, every time we do something, it's like I'm cool with doing something. And then these guys just like, <laughs> they, they, they got to keep pushing it. Forward, yeah. They got to keep pushing it. <laughs> Screw it. It was a fun game. I turn and shoot the guy right in his face. <laughs> I need you to make a will save. I need to make a will save? That's what I told you. By shooting a guy in his face? Yeah, as I said. 12. You feel nauseated as you turn and try to pull the trigger, and you can't find yourself pulling the trigger. Oh, let me take the guy with me. You're so mean, dude. <laughs> and uh, I'm not asking for much. You, uh, you, you, you drop to the ground and you begin puking. And the guy kicks the gun away from you and goes, "It's a shame, Mr. David. Upside of it all's, I wouldn't have let you kill this man, David. I want you to think back. Can you remember when I poured those bugs on your eye? You remember that? Yes." We call this, we have a saying for this, and he says something in, in Aslanti. He goes, I believe it translates best to soldier's peace. These bugs go through the eye, and they climb up the stem and go through your nervous system until they reach your brain. And there, they prevent you from taking any sort of violent actions. Only the strongest of men can resist them, and that's only after the first 24 hours, and you've had them in for longer than a day. I wanted it to go easy, Mr. David. I wanted to let you have more freedoms, but it looks like we're going to have to put a collar on you. It's a real big shame. And he picks up the gun, and he puts the thaddy back ahead, and he pulls the trigger. Will the circle be